0: Welcome back Welcome Turn On The Mic. Yeah,
1: yeah. our large audience has to been waiting forever. <laughs> oh, one day, yeah. though. We'll look back
2: at
3: these. <laughs> <laughs> back <laughs> before we were big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wait for that day.
4: <laughs> Alright, what are we talking about today?
3: I do know, we're just kind of free-willing it, yeah? Free-willing it.
0: Whatever's free on the line. It. That's a myth, man. Freewheeling? Um, no, freewheeling. Oh! <laughs> Remember, we had that whole discussion. Are we going to talk about philosophy, Sean? Um, you've been I mean, wanting to talk about philosophy for
4: philosophy. a long time. Yeah, dude, but philosophy, it just covers so much, so we have to break it down. So, but you were the one. So, where do you
0: want to go with this? I know. I thought this might be. I
4: name. mean, the biggest interest I have is meaning in life. <laughs> And how people derive their fulfillment and happiness. Original. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's ever thought of
3: those. I really having meaning. Visionary. All
4: right, but our I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like if uh, the more that people can join those visions together, the better the world would be. Oh if we have a All shared. Right. You lost hot me.
0: Hot to. That was really hot. <laughs> but it was really burning <laughs> his mouth over here. Yeah, yeah it was pretty damaging a
1: bitch. Okay. Sorry. Alright, so <laughs> back to the meaning. Do so you
0: think, Okay, so you you want everyone to understand like where meaning is derived? For themselves. Their own meaning. Is that what you think? Like is that what you were thinking?
4: Well, I would like people to have a shared idea of what is meaningful mm. so that they can yeah. create a better society and work better together. So... Um, and I feel like, yeah,
3: you just need to talk about it and be open about different ideas. Do you mean in terms of, like, what's lacking in our society currently or, like, more, like, individually?
4: Well, I feel like individually, but then as a whole, yeah, what's lacking... Because I feel like okay. with the whole, like, enlightenment and God's dead, a lot of us have lost... Meaning, yeah, and religion seems like it's dying off slowly, and I feel like we need to replace it with a uh, with something to unify us.
3: Yeah, I mean, religion's certainly clinging on, but I agree that we need secular institutions or traditions or cultural practices to yeah. replace the functions that religion filled that were healthy. Totally. So the form
4: which I took up in Portland, it's all about... Yeah, its biggest concept is, like, life is meaningless, and the only... Mm -hmm. And we basically get to derive the meaning from it. And if we can do that as individuals and as a collective, is the goal to, you know, to work better together.
0: I kind of... I mean, on a certain level, I agree with that. I think that there's this tendency for individuals to like, especially when they read like Nietzsche and they read like more like those types of thinkers, they tend to think that like nihilism is actually like proved kind of deal. Like there is no meaning, but there are like psychological propensities for people. So it's like, we don't, we're not like infinitely variable. There are certain things that we tend to like mm-hmm. and derive meaning from. And the things that we tend to like To be like, like what we find beautiful tend to be that. And of course it's going to be culturally changed too, you know, like cultures tend to select beauty and stuff like that and shift it here and there. But there are, there are some things that like just the brain is going to be tending towards. So there's universal
3: predispositions.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, so that's the the
4: biological aspect that we can't get. Pest, I mean, we can slowly try to work through it. Um, it's kind of like you know, yeah, we crave burgers, we crave meat, we crave fat, but you can use reasoning and you can use your brain to you know say, hey, I need to eat more veggies, I need to take care of my body, I just can't eat what my body's telling me, you know, I'm craving
0: totally. I just mean that, like, there is it gets it gets hard because. Like for me, I see it as like hardware and software kind of idea when it comes to meaning where we can try to direct a certain information that we're taking in that and like apply meaning to it. Mm -hmm. But there's some meaning that is like, that's just some people, it's kind of like why some people may be drawn towards certain areas of of knowledge or certain areas of art or right. certain areas of whatever. And it's, you know, it could be compl- like completely random what it is like a, like if someone becomes a drummer versus if someone becomes a pianist, but there's also personality characteristics for those individuals too. It's like, there's like different complexity to each one that is like, one could be more rhythm based versus one can be, you know, pitch based kind of idea. Yeah. Um, One can be, like, you have choruses, so you have multiple different, like, ideas going on at the same time, and you can, like, that. But it's, like, but it's kind of, like, the way that I like to, or at least one of the ways that I explained it to Hannah the other day when we were talking about um, just how a lot of people who are intellectual who have, like, drawn towards certain areas of exploration is there's a certain amount of stimulus that each individual is gonna need in order to feel as though they're in flow. Like there's like, like the idea of flow is that there's a, spe- a, s- a specific spectrum of skill versus a specific uh, spectrum of difficulty for the task that you're doing. And the idea is that you want to have as much skill as it is difficult for you. So kind of like in the middle for both yeah. or, or at the very top for both. <laughs> So it's very difficult, but you also have the skill to do it. It's just, you know, you have to, it's like a very- So like challenging enough to stretch you, but not enough to be like, Discurry. oh my God, I can do this. Yes. this. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, and I think that a lot of psychologists look for that to be where people are going to be deriving meaning from is a, is a, is a task that is difficult, but, and where you can find growth. So growth. yeah. Um, I think so, there's a
4: lot of that but I think culture has a really really big like if you take somebody you know say from Africa and they never experienced culture there and then you raise them in the United States even though their biology is the same if you took like a twin yeah, um, they would literally be, be different. very different yeah.
3: just culture alone so
4: I feel like biology has a big role to play oh, yeah. in the things that you get you enjoy that you strive mm. towards but I think a good percentage of it is culture, and I think culture is something that you can change and you can.
0: Yeah. Well, you have yeah. more control over. It. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying to say that <clears throat> culture doesn't have any effect. I'm not trying to yeah. say that. I'm just saying that there can be a lot of grounding found in the biology aspects. Right. right. What? Yeah. I think uh, we all have
1: things that we're like you're saying predisposed to enjoying or to getting a lot of fulfillment out of, but I think everybody has to sort of derive their own way of dealing with the fact that we're mortal and that everything that we do can, you know, is ultimately meaningless. If you want to look, I I think that's a good way of looking at it personally, because I don't think that the universe has any inherent meaning or inherent why component. And so I think that's pretty much a, a human creation. You have to figure out what what it means for you yeah. to want to live still in the face of, you know, infinite universe where in time, like we're just a blip and we'll all be dead eventually. And so will everyone, we know. you know, all that. Kind yeah. Of and stuff.
4: I feel like that's the conversation that we need to have. And for me, it seems like culture and tradition can be very blinding and actually can hold us back. From moving forward. Yeah. And I think we're going to get there eventually, but I think the sooner the better, especially with, you know, right. global warming, yeah. with... climate kind of change,
0: Do you really think, you, you think that people, like, that we will not have any sort of culture or religion? As no, place? no,
4: so culture I think will always have, but I think religion is evolving. I think mm-hmm. we just have too much knowledge, and there's so many people that see old traditional religions and see so many uh, just holes in it. We, you just, like...
1: <clears throat> you yes. have too much knowledge for religion to stand as it is. Today. Yeah, that was yeah.
0: ultimately what Nietzsche... That's what that's where Nietzsche derived God is Dead from, is because he looked yeah. at the Christian religion, and the Christian religion holds truth above everything else. They hold, it holds logos over everything. And when he saw that, when he, like, derived that, he was like, well, the number one thing that's going to happen is you're going to explore to the point where you understand that God isn't real. And so... Christianity is going to kill God itself, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. where the scientists and all of the like really cr- like crazy philosophy Christian uh, theologians they like went past it and started to you know go into other things. So
3: yeah, Sean, I think you make a really good point in terms of talking about climate change. Oh, I, don't know. I saw a really interesting interview between. Chris Hedges and I think Tim DeChristopher who's like uh, a climate activist who ended up going to jail for mm-hmm. like uh, buying up a bunch of land when he didn't have money to to stop it from being drilled on or something like that um, but anyway they were talking and he told this really crazy story about like how he would worked with some climate activists and one of them was like a veteran from Afghanistan mm-hmm. and when they found out they were like going to go to prison for this like strike they did Um, he ended up committing suicide Mm -hmm. and like how whenever he talks to new climate activists, one of the main things they ask about is like what his personal, like spiritual grounding is in order to, to go about that struggle because they feel so hopeless. Mm -hmm. And they had a really interesting conversation about how we need to find new spiritual tools to engage in the kinds of struggles we're going to be facing in our lifetimes, because you need to have a motivation system that's not just based on like whether or not you're going to win kind of like that cynical, just like logical strategy. It's like you need to be grounded in like the duty to do what you believe in and what you think is right. Even if you don't think victory is attainable, that there's, there's worth in fighting for what's right. Even if you don't think you're going to succeed and just kind of like having that grounding in order to handle facing things that you think you will lose against and that's there's a lot of like hopelessness right now in dealing Mm -hmm. with that kind of stuff definitely
4: interesting i mean it'd be cool to look more into that because i feel like a lot of those concepts are like yeah the glory of god or you know if i go fight and you know be brave and have no fear i'll go to heaven or you know well my my family will uh The only, like, the reason why
0: I think that this, like, Chris Hedges would say that it doesn't apply is because most of the time those are extensions of your, like, ego self. Like, your idea of yourself. So, like, the idea of heaven is that you get to keep living. So, it's like, death isn't a thing. Don't worry about it. You'll be, like, you'll be in heaven. You'll be living. Yeah. And that's not actually giving anything. Right. Yeah, what Chris Hedges
3: talked about is the idea of, like, you know, when you are are fighting for what you believe is the good, what it, you know as far as you can tell, what good is, is that in that moment it is a victory, even if the greater cause fails, because in that moment you are being the kind of person and living the kind of life that you want to see, you know, happen in the future, yeah. and that's how that future comes into being: is people choosing to stop living. In the world we live, the reality, the frame of mind that they have now, and choosing to live in a new one and try to birth it into reality that way, and and that is the victory, even if you know on the chessboard you still lose in the grand scheme of things, and that that's all we really have to fight for anyway is you know are we being who we want to be right now because all there is is the now yeah yep. and it gives you the strength to not fall into cynicism or despair because you draw victory in each moment.
0: Yeah, totally. That's, I mean, um, even like Jordan Peterson also says the same thing, like is a really big deal right now is, uh, being able to help people take on a burden and responsibility. He thinks like that's one of the main issues with young men, especially, but I could see it in like our generation as a whole is that there's not, it's hard for us to find responsibility because The, I mean, when we look at all of our systems that are alive right now and working right now, we see so many issues with what we know about, like, basically everything. Like, yeah, we can talk about religion, but we can also talk about economic systems. We can talk about our power systems. We can talk about, you know, it's like our war systems. It's like you, you look around and you see a lot of like, like, Failure to adapt completely. Yeah. And so I think, like, one of the things that would we could easily find meaning in is saying we know what the right thing to do is, and we know it's going to be hard to do it right now, but we have to try to do it anyways. Yeah. And I do think another issue with our culture
3: coming into a time of turbulence in history is that we kind of have, like, like this obsession with chasing happiness and avoiding hardship that's kind of like an addiction in our society, it's like, you know, Disney culture that idea of like, you know that constant happy faces and, Mm -hmm. you know, curating your social media to be like, I'm on the up and up perpetually forever also (laughs)
1: similarly constantly entertained too. Yeah, exactly
3: yeah, and in that interview there was this really emotional part where Tim DeChristopher was talking about how you handle despair. Um, And he talked about how in a lot of ways despair can be uh, positive because in good times despair holds you down and it's a negative and it's like a boulder. Mm -hmm. But that in times of struggle and in times of um, adversity it's more like an anchor, something that holds you in place and keeps you steady um, in the midst of the chaos around you. And that, that despair... You know, helps you in a sense carrying that burden. It was interesting. Yeah, I'd have to. It definitely resonated with me a lot. I'd have to understand what he meant by despair. Um, just kind of the idea of like, you know, when you face the like the negative potentialities of things like climate change and whatnot, and feeling that like, f- like oh fuck, like it's gonna be really bad feeling. Mm. And I mean, a lot of people today feel. That kind of despair, I feel like. I feel like, you, you're very philosophical about stuff. I don't know. I feel yeah. despair a lot. I don't know about you guys.
0: I don't know if I feel necessarily despair. The So, for me, one of the big, like, solaces that I find is, like, coming from biology. It's, like, I could despair for maybe, like, humanity. Mm-hmm. But I also know from an evolutionary standpoint that we're like a blip on the timeline. That's very objective, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I, know, I mean, to me but it's like, like... What's the subjective
3: cost of what we're going
0: to lose, you know? Well, we can do... I guess what it is for me is like I can find connection all the way down. Mm-hmm. So, like, I... Like, I can literally find solace, like subjective solace, in the fact that even if we blow up the world, like we'll have bacteria that can continue on, or we'll have like you know that w- that can. It's very unsentimental. That's in so problem. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. It's also
1: interesting because you're you're saying that like as long as there's some form of life, then everything's fine, right? Yeah. But see, I don't. I don't... It won't be eventually. Anyway, I mean that's true, but yeah. it doesn't
3: make me feel any better because it's like. I know. I'm glad life will exist in the universe still. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you know, there's value to humanity to me. To, oh, totally. To our history, to the other animals we've shared this planet with. And um, the way we perceive well,
4: but, the universe. Like, yeah. it is different. Every than creature is most a completely animal.
3: unique form of perceiving the universe. And, and a to form lose of life. that over
4: something so stupid.
3: Something preventable.
4: Yeah, it. it I think mean, that's where... Well, I no, just okay, that's...
0: In. Yeah, well, okay, for me, what I do is I, like... I guess maybe this more objective, I don't know. But I for sure. definitely take on the idea that it's, like... It's humanity as a whole. It's the species as a whole that, like, needs to try to adapt. And if we don't adapt, I have, like, faith in the fact that something else will adapt.
3: Yeah. But that's the thing is, to you, it's just good as long as life keeps existing?
0: I mean... I would like it if humans could still exist, but I know that we're going to die too, eventually. I don't even know if we're going to still, like, in our lifetime, if we'll, like, merge with machines and create a new species. Like, yeah. there's, like...
4: Well, I and mean, even yeah. if we do, what's the point of all of that,
0: <laughs> Like Well, but, like, I don't uh, For me, I like guess... Like, all the knowledge that we could
4: somehow obtain, all for what? Well, but it's a grounding interesting. In- I think it's a grounding for me in
0: how to be compassionate with other animals and empathetic with other animals too it's like I'm not the idea for me is like when I look at another animal it's like I want you to live too so I'll work to like I understand that like our effect on the environment yeah it might be bad for us but all of those other animals that are existing too we're gonna change their whole lives and we have the ability to try our best yeah we
4: have the responsibility and we're not yeah yeah we're not holding up to it. Well, we're letting ourselves but, down and all the species that rely on but us. But that's kind of how yeah, the you know, world works. It's frustrating. Yeah.
1: It is frustrating that we're being so silly with that kind of it's stuff. It's just the lack but, of
4: working together. Yeah. And a lot of our issues are from difference in culture and what we look like physical appearance which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. i just that we aren't working together and like uniting under one species i agree but
0: i try to be humble when it comes to these situations because it doesn't make that better like yeah the the idea like we're nowhere near where we need to be right but it's like the like in the scope of things in the scope of like history it's really difficult (laughs) to be like Okay. Let's try to. We can look back. Okay. So we can look back at like ancient cultures and say maybe they had a better grip on things, or like we can look right. at certain things on certain things, right? Or well, we yeah. can look at. I mean, like the East, Eastern, like old Eastern philosophies had a huge uh, like idolization of nature. Yeah, they loved nature.
1: Well, it's interesting too because you could look at them and say that their ideology would have been perfect for now. Exactly, but it
3: wasn't. Wasn't for, them. for you them. Know? Yeah. It worked, yeah, right. Exactly, and so. But that should be, you know, the job of society now is to reflect on the past and and human history and try to pull the things that are useful now. Well, and I guess
0: I see it... I've tried, I guess, to stop being too idealistic in what... And trying to ground myself in what is. So, like, I say... Like, looking and saying, we should do this. Or we should be this way. Or this is dumb... I, al- I can't ever really look at humanity and ever say, this is dumb. I can't. They're, they're, they're the most, like, Actually. we are the most intelligent species on the planet. I can't say that is dumb. That doesn't make sense. You're coming from a place of, like, maybe the top 1% of intelligence in the world. You Aren't know, dolphins are <laughs> really intelligent.
4: They just use their intelligence in a different way. We're just really when it comes to the next smartest,
0: Yeah,
3: (laughs) I love the fact. To me, that's such a huge indicator. The fact that they can have orgasms, because I've always thought the only reason an animal would need to evolve the ability to have orgasms is if they got smart enough to question their innate biological drive to have sex, and so they needed another variable to make them do it, Mm -hmm. another stimulus.
4: I mean, pigs have, like, really, really strong... Well, but they don't feel it.
3: They don't feel it. That's only humans and dolphins have it for pleasure. Oh, they don't feel it? They don't feel it like we do. That kind of just, like, overwhelming physical pleasure, that's only humans and dolphins, Hmm. which is trippy.
0: Yeah, I don't... I mean, I would... I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I'm definitely going to take you. Yeah, a little questioning it. that too. Oh, we should look it up. Why we have orgasms? Why know up. like you can I, have
4: an orgasm I, but not feel it? Well, the idea. Well, like,
3: it's, I'm sure they feel something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I just remember reading that that was like the kind of orgasm we experience. Only dolphins do that
1: as well. Well, I mean, you know, so I guess it depends on how you're defining us. it. So, you yeah, know, we do have a different number of neurons, so there could be like if define it by how many neurons are lighting up, and like we, we
3: that we would be interesting to see what that's about, how they classify that. I
0: just, there's, for me, it's like each one of, the idea, I guess for me, is that we're, every single species on this planet right now has evolved the exact same to the environment that's around them. Like, we're all alive right now. We're all adapted enough to be living still. Yeah. And so, the way that I look at it is like calling a dolphin less intelligent than us doesn't mean anything. They're well adapted to their environment that they're in but we are also right now the only thing that we have issue with is that we're able to literally project into the future of what chemical reactions might occur that will destroy our planet and like that's amazing that's i don't that's the thing that humans have more than anything else they can project forward and backward in their mind they have history and they can and go forward you know yeah. and yeah. predict things foresight so it's like i'm like okay so this is where we are don't look too much in the future and be like this is where we could be and when i look from that point of view in the future and look backwards i see everyone is dumb because no one's doing what they should be doing because well, I, don't, I, know- I don't
3: blame individuals i almost exclusively blame systemic structures around both well,
4: <laughs> well, so the biggest thing i see is like <laughs> with the
1: lack of fulfillment it looks like other animals do Oh, they do? Yeah. Like, across the board? Or? It says it's pretty common. Oh, all right. All I'm, I'm wrong. Never mind. Board. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, dolphins are one of the only other species that has sex for pleasure. Maybe that's... That's, that's what, what I was thinking. thinking. <laughs> that's what I meant when I was saying, okay, okay yes. Okay, yeah. They that's what like, I mean in terms of, like, yeah. orgasm for pleasure. I think it's more for other sex. animals as, like, it's not really a thing until, like... Like for the the women, they don't think about it at all and then all of a sudden they're in heat and then yeah. if they have sex then it may be pleasurable it might not be. But for the men, they just kinda walk around like meh and then they smell the pheromones and then they're like
0: Oh shit. Yeah for yeah. a little bit. And yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the way it seems at least. But did I say they're the on, they're the only other ones that do it for pleasure? Is I that know, what I'm saying? It I know bonobos have sex a lot too. I don't know it's, Yes. I, I thought that was more pleasure as well. It's for many. I thought it was people.
3: a lot of like social it is yeah, Social connection. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't. It's
3: not very really hierarchical. Hierarchical with bonobos. I know. That's it's i think like thinking chimpanzees. Chimps Aren't are they? fucking really. Is it dominance? Yeah. yeah. Well, which is crazy because chimps and bonobos are like genetically yeah. super. Like we're as close to bonobos as we are to chimps, cool even though we
1: only ever compare ourselves to chimps. Humans, yeah. pigs, bonobos, dolphins. Okay. Yeah, pigs hey, do. Hey. Maybe one or two species of primate aside from that. Oh, huh. nice.
3: Nice.
1: I think that's... That's pretty funny. So
0: bonobos evolved it, and they just fuck all the time. Well, <laughs> 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 Like, this is good. <laughs> so, one of the other big things that comes to... With the whole meaning, because we're also... Like, we're getting... We're, like, we're just, like, circling around meaning, but just to, like, bring that back in, is, like... One of the ways that you can derive meaning is by looking at what is here now, and then looking in the future at what will be gone and then feeling the like already feeling the missing sensation that you would have that that thing is gone in the future. So that's one thing that's a lot of people are feeling with Yeah, like, I feel that a lot. The ecosystem and like stuff like that, right. other species dying. But Which, the, yeah, it is sad. Oh, it is, but we don't know 100% either. You don't true. want that to kind yeah. of despair to well, keep you from acting.
1: It's also there's For a certain sure. point where you have to you
0: have to say, like, okay, are we nostalgic about
1: the dinosaurs, true? What about the yeah. trilobites? Yeah, yeah, exactly. like lots of things go extinct, and other species will be formed later, and it'll look crazy and be intense. And exactly. And nostalgic. see,
3: I try to tell myself that, but it still, it still doesn't help me not feel it.
1: I mean, I feel like there's something
3: different when you're talking about the animals that our species has lived with the entire time we've been on Earth. I mean, yeah, they're I in know. our stories, they're in our subconscious, they're they're how we... Experience. I mean, they're the only life we know. The only other life forms we've seen in existence in the universe. It's. I don't know. I mean, it is cool, especially if you've like. I've always been an animal lover. I mean, yeah. I love documentaries. You guys know I grew up with dogs and a wolf, so it's like. I don't know. Life. Well, I am animals are just so beautiful.
0: I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It, I find that humans have a tendency to look at themselves and say that we have more responsibility than any other species on this planet. And I think that. You disagree with that?
4: I mean, the bees have a big responsibility. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and the
3: bacteria? I think the biggest thing. Well, they also don't have it. They can't they can't deviate from what they do so yeah. it's like
1: we can and that's that's the thing that i think differentiates it is that we can we can think about what we're doing change. and decide to do something else
0: the biggest thing that i have with responsibility is like you you take on responsibility people don't give you responsibility so I think
1: we have an inherent responsibility for our actions.
0: Definitely. I mean, I can think that it's good that you believe in that, because that helps you to be responsible for things. The one thing that I worry is that the projection of people who believe that we have an inherent responsibility almost always leads to more antagonistic thinking towards people who don't believe those things. Well, and You don't have to link those things, they just happen to often be linked. Well, but I totally agree with you there, too. I, I, that's why I hesitate there, because it's true. not necessary. If you want someone to believe in a responsibility, you want to come from their point of value system. Yeah. So see, you can,
3: I see responsibility <laughs> as being tied to how much power someone or some institution has. And so if someone with like an inordinate amount of power to change things doesn't believe they have a responsibility... That's fine. You can keep believing that. I'm just going to overthrow you. That's how I I feel. Again,
0: totally. And, like, I don't think that that's not... I don't think that that, that's, I think, a good conclusion, too. But, again, that comes from a place of... It's within you that you have made all of those conclusions. Right. Like, you are validating You can also
3: also go through it in terms of, like... I mean, do you think there's, like, a, a, a moral rule there that the more power you have, the more responsibility you have? Because I do, I think that's. I think the
0: world. I think the world would be a better place if you. It's. I mean, this is going to be hard too because. Unless you don't believe there are objective morals. Well, it depends on what you mean by that. That's all right. Either, it it depends. Like I, I think that there would be if people lived a certain way with certain ideas that could be called morals. If they lived that way, that it would lead to more positive experience for most people. But I also don't see that as...
3: Well, this is getting very philosophical now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: yeah. Well, I just don't see... I, I don't see that as... I see... Like, I don't know. I'm always tossing the two in my head. because, uh, Or even in my existence. Because I, of course, would want everyone to live as much beautiful and beauty in their life and as much Freed happiness and, and positive yeah. experience as possible. But that's... I know that that's my... That's that, like, I, I, like, subjectively want that to be a thing. But objectively, I know that some people find some things to be positive that I don't find to be positive. And so it's hard for me to completely come to this conclusion that there are these underlying moral systems that I can say This is for real. Okay.
3: But now we're getting into, like, moral philosophy, which is really exciting. I mean, one of the ones I always come back to is the idea that morality, what is good is what, um, is people having the freedom to do anything that does not take away the freedom from others. That kind of thing. Where it's like, it doesn't matter if people, their variations are all okay so long as they're not impeding upon the free variation of others. And so whatever falls within that, you know, the more within that, the better, and the more outside of that, the worse. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I can agree with that, except when we start bringing in law into anything, or any sort of um, movement well, the towards, laws any ideally would be to
3: codify that.
0: Well, any progression whatsoever. Be like, the idea would be that, like, any... So even if we got to the point where we were trying to give as much freedom as possible to everyone else. We would find that there are some maybe exceptions to the rule that make it so that we have to impinge on their freedom.
3: But that's the thing. Only if the reason you would impinge on their freedom is if they're doing something with their freedom that impinges on the freedom of
0: others. I just mean that that is, that's a very, like that logic is hard because literally anyone could just say that. That's the whole idea of like you harming me. You saying something that makes me feel bad is. Well, you have me. to have
1: you have to have a, a threshold of harm.
0: Totally, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's all. Living saying. Saying. Right. Right. is yeah. harmful. To exactly. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. exactly. So you can't just say,
1: "Oh, you breathe my air." Like I got ten percent less oxygen. You know? Totally. Yeah. 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 Obviously, right. you have to have a thing. That's so like, where This is, is a level tough. of how much harm you can do to a person. Right. And if you go beyond that, then we have to harm you. I agree. Or and stop I think. You. Well, which is the yeah. formula,
0: right? Yeah. Which, that, and I think that that is always going to happen, there's going to always be a threshold, there's always going to be some small percentage of things that we're going to have to, that people will come into existence having, Yes, that will have to say that that's not okay. I agree, but yeah. that, that,
3: that goes within that formula, though. Yeah, I
0: agree. Well, but then what happens there, this is the other thing that happens there, is that if we call that, that stuff evil or bad mm. or whatever, then you're also like, you're saying that there are some things that come to, into this universe that are bad or evil. Well, I agree. I don't believe
3: in a purely good universe. I
0: think it's well, but a balance. Do you think
3: organisms
1: are purely good or evil? I or no. think they're a balance and your I think actions... all existence is more a balance, because well, you can't yeah. have one without the other. The problem is that those things, I think what Drew may be getting at is that those things are just so Often very subjective, right? So you right. have to decide what. Dis- what See, that's why evil that's will- that's why I don't really I don't like feel
3: like you should terms. judge based right. off like evil so much as like because because the whole thing with like allowing people to have the freedom to do anything that is not infringed on the freedom of others is there's a lot of variety in there for people to do whatever they think is subjectively you know their thing. Right. It's just until you start you know seriously negatively impacting others right as long as you're doing your whatever shit on your own in a bubble that's great or you know yeah but then there's like you're never doing anything in a bubble well i no, know no, not 100 I... and even things like you're making people feel shitty like yeah that sucks but it's like you can stop you from talking or being a dick you know no should... no, no i know it... I mean, we could try, but we should never try That's that. Saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's just in conversation, like, "Dude, you're a dick. Stop." But, right? Yeah. Never would like boss. Yes, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the one thing I think that is coming up, like into very much into like a lot of people's thinking right now, is that there is no there is no safe space. <laughs> like the there is no place where you are all by yourself. You go, you walk into the woods, guess what? You're part of the woods ecosystem now. You don't get a shit or piss or whatever, wherever you want. You don't get to toss any chemical in there, wherever you want. You're going to affect something in Mm. that. And, like, there's, there's no, in the outside world, it's like, your actions have consequences. Even when you speak to each other, your actions have consequences. And I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why even the PC culture cropped up, being like, they, everyone was aware of that. Everyone was aware that, like, when you say words, like we were told when we were kids, like sticks and stones may break our bones, but words may never hurt us. It's like, no, that's not real. Like, eh. you may be talking physically, well, you may be talking no. physically, but you can also talk words
4: about... are even more powerful than six and stones. Sometimes the yeah. only
0: so this is where you also get into the idea <laughs> of why that saying was created because yeah. that little saying is a boon. It's a way that you can. Think that way, and then you have the power to remove exactly. the harm. Yeah. which is why, right. which is
1: why words are—they're um, like a much lesser form of harm because there's a decision that has to be made to allow them to be harmful. Sure, right. as Given, with sticks and stones, you don't get to choose yeah. when your bones break. Yeah, you break me with stick. I'm fine. But, exactly, it's not up and, to me. <laughs> and so, so words can be really powerful, but only when people let them.
0: True. Well, okay. So that—that's—that uh, is a fair thing. Until a certain point, because then we also have to say that there's underlying conditioning that's occurred over an individual's life. Yeah, that's That true. has put them prone towards certain behaviors. Right. I mean, there's nothing that anyone
1: could do to stop the person that they love most telling them that they are hated mm-hmm. from hurting them, right? That's yeah. going to hurt everyone. But if they keep doing it, you can you won't be hurt as much. Whereas if someone just keeps beating the, the shit out of you, yeah. like... There's no limit to that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the one a really big thing too is that a lot of people like to walk around thinking that we have that kind of shit under rat the with the like assault. I think there's a lot of people who think that like they're relatively never gonna encounter any kind of violence like that. Any kind of physical violence. Well, I mean the
1: statistics are really low,
0: but I don't I don't I think
1: Assuming that you'll never encounter anything like that it's is pretty naive. Pretty naive. Yeah. yeah, and it's way better to prepare for it. Yeah, because I think I think honestly uh, that you know we're kind of programmed for it, especially men. And mm-hmm. so to never confront that side of you, I think, is really well, harmful. And just also never to acknowledge that side of human nature.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's very naive. I mean, what's that old saying? Better be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that.
1: But yeah, totally. I mean honestly when I started doing jujitsu a lot, it mellowed me out like amazingly. I was so high strung before that and now like I don't I don't yeah. get upset about hardly anything. And I'm not I'm not even thinking about like starting fights with people or anything yeah. like that. It's like I get enough of that by going to the jiu-jitsu gym, you yeah. know? So I'm just super mellow now. And I don't have anything to prove because I know where I stand. Like I know people can choke the shit out of me really easily or some can't, right? Yeah. I know that, but I, I don't need to prove that anymore. You know, I think a lot of A lot of men, especially, have that kind of thing where it's like they feel like they need to prove themselves at something, and a lot of times it's physical violence because that is a very innate thing in us. And so I don't know. I think doing that in a in a really positive way, like jujitsu allows you to, do is just super helpful for your psyche. You know, totally.
0: Yeah, it could be a dominant. I think it's. I think it's more dominance thing. It's like a dominance hierarchy. So as long as you can dominate someone in some certain way. I don't think of it that
1: way, though. It's like, that's something, it's not like, I'm not trying to dominate people. It's that I don't want to be weak, you know?
0: I don't want to be easily beaten. Well, I would just say the other, the flip side of that is that you were able to dominate someone if they were, yeah, if they came to challenge you.
1: Sure, but I guess it's not to be dominated. That's the thing. I don't, I don't care. You do it to
0: prevent the domination? Yes. Yeah, actually- totally. I can, I, I think that that's the good side <clears throat> to look at it, but then well, uh, the only way to prevent that is either to not enter into a domination contest or to dominate the other person once you're in a domination
1: contest. But the, the difference is whether or not you're looking for the domination contest. Well, because if you're not then you're not dominating them you are trying to, to dominate to you. live your life and if exactly. anyone tries
3: to stop you you can defend yourself exactly. totally. That's but, and it's a
1: totally different mindset too when you look at it like a dominance hierarchy the implication you're is looking like you're to trying send to send hierarchies yeah. yeah that, that I'm, I'm trying to get better at that so that I can fight like anyone that I can beat in a fight I'm better than right like That's not how yeah. no, I'm looking at it, though. It
0: depends, because like you said, no, you've, well, you've evaluated yourself on the dominance hierarchy in that way.
1: Sure, but that's, I'm saying I'm not doing that, though. I'm just saying yeah. that it, it gives me self-actualization to know that I'm less vulnerable,
0: not to know that I mm-hmm. can beat other people. It's not... I'm All not I'm saying, the, the reason why I, was, I, was, I brought that in was because there is the physical manifestation of what it is that's occurring. Like, my big thing is, like, I don't ever think that I'll get into a physical contest with people most of the time because I think that I can talk them into not being in a physical contest with me. Sure. Or be well enough aware to not put myself into a situation right. in which a, a physical attack would happen. Then... If I ever get into a situation where neither of those things are possible, I'm fucked. Right. Yeah. But, those, but those are very low. Sure, I have sure.
1: Really, yeah, But, you know. I mean, I think the same thing, though, right? Totally. And so I'm, I'm not looking for a fight. I don't want to get in a fight, and if
0: somebody tried to fight me, totally. that's how I would react. I just mean that, like, there's, the there's a safety. Way. There's yeah. a safety zone that people are looking for Should that doesn't say. necessarily have to be found within a physical way, but it can also be found out in a social way.
3: Yeah, I mean when I when I feel the desire to like, you know, know how to fight or any of that kind of stuff, I feel like my motivation isn't really coming from a place of like I want to be better than other people. It's mm-hmm. more like, honestly, my main motivation is like I don't wanna have someone I care about be in harm's way and I can't protect them. Totally. That's like totally. that's totally. my primary yeah. motivation would come from when I think about that kind of thing. Yeah. And so to me that doesn't have anything to do with hierarchy scale it's, it's just like caring about the people i care about and not wanting to be the reason that they came to harm right because i couldn't protect them from harm
0: totally. well that i feel i like feel very similarly. i feel like you guys are putting a lot on yourselves are you going to be very honorable to do that well but it's also just an
3: acknowledgement of like who has the greatest physical capacity among the people you care about, mm-hmm. and like, do you spend time with people who are more vulnerable than you are? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then you have more responsibility because you have more power. There's that thing. And there's there. that thing yeah. again. Yeah. So it's yeah. like when I think about like me and my girlfriend. It's yeah. like if something were to happen on the street side, yeah. I'm the one who has to defend her because I'm no, more capable. Of it. totally. It's I totally. mean by far, and so yeah. it's like if I fail, that's my fault. Not morally. It's the person who's aggressing's fault morally. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it's still because I wasn't able to defend her that that will occur. The right? only reason why I hesitate... I can't eliminate evil. Just... I can only prepare for
0: it. Well, it's exactly. the it's exactly. the fault thing that's not necessarily... That language isn't necessarily... Like, there was something that you could have done to prepare. And you would yep. feel guilt in that. Right, But uh, again, that is... It doesn't even serious. have
1: to come to a guilt thing. It's like... It, there's like... There's a couple options, right? Either they don't attack you at all, Mm -hmm. or they attack you and you fight them off, or they attack you and you can't, right? Yeah. And so, if you can't, you want number one always, right? Mm -hmm. But then if number two is... Or if the number two or three thing happens, you know, Mm -hmm. they attack you you want it to be number two if it can't. So just because that's a better <laughs> that's a, that's just a better, better outcome, right? And so <laughs> so I think it makes sense to prepare for that just because it is a you know it is a low possibility, totally. hopefully never, right? Yeah. But, but the it stakes are so high if it does happen. And and the reward you get is you get in better shape. You yeah. like engage your mind yeah. in a cool and interesting way, you engage your body in a cool and interesting way, and you hopefully get self-actualized in a different realm than you ever would have in- totally. enjoyed before. Totally. So it's like there's there's just almost no downside and hundred percent upside, you know.
0: Well
3: eliminating so, fear to a certain extent exactly. is huge. I mean yeah. fear is like one of the biggest negatives of any psychology.
1: Yes. And and I mean the the thing that's helped me the most with that has been like trying to stop people from choking me. And realizing that if I'm freaking out, I'm not going to react nearly as well. And so just realizing like, okay, yeah, I might get choked here, but I'll need to relax and think about how to get the fuck out of this. And now it's really hard to stress me out and get me to a point where I can't think clearly because I've just been practicing that over and over again, like, totally. trying to not freak so out. To therapy? Yeah. It seriously yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I walked on the mats, and I saw this, like, scrawny guy that I, if I had seen him in a bar, I would never have thought that he would be a threat at all, and then he just like destroyed me for months <laughs> on end <and laughs> choked me out, and there would, literally, if he wanted to kill me, there would have been nothing I could do to stop him. Nothing. And, and then I watched that go from that to now I can do that to a bunch of people. If yeah. they, if, you know, if they don't know anything, they're fucked. There's yeah. just no way unless they're way bigger than me, Yeah, you know? And so anyway, that's just, uh, and it just feels great. And for that defense thing that we were talking mm-hmm. about and just the, yeah, having that, self-actualization of just, like, getting better at a skill and seeing all the levels and, you know, having something that I couldn't do and didn't understand at all, and now I'm, like, at a certain level in it and realize that there's so much more to go still, you know? See, I feel like that whole dominance hierarchy
3: thing is, um, I think we all feel it, but it's, it's like, to how much varies person to person. I I remember reading an article talking about how there's like a way of thinking where you see everything in terms of power relations and that that is highest with people who score high in narcissism. So Mm -hmm. it's like the higher your ego in terms of your personality, the more you see everything as a competition where you need to be the one defeating others. Uh And so I think, you know that's that's certainly going to be not as much the case with the average person and then there's going to be people who don't really care about that hardly at all well right? the thing i the reason why i brought up the
0: dominance hierarchy is because you like whenever you bring yourself into relationship with another person and you're trying to look at a skill level and you know like judge who would come out on top you're, that's what you're doing like, that's not, I mean, if you 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 look to see who will dominate in that situation. Yeah, but an
3: analysis of that is different from a drive to overcome someone. And I
0: never said anything about the drive. Right. I was just saying okay. it is, that, okay. one, that is what it is. Okay. Well, I'm okay. not saying it, and I'm not even saying it in the, like, I think that there's a lot of rhetoric put around dominance hierarchies right now that's very negative, and I don't think that dominance hierarchies are negative. They're literally able to tell who has more skill in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even yeah. need to be... It's just that that has a
1: negative connotation. Totally.
0: Yeah. But I... Yeah. And that's fair. I just think that that's mostly rhetoric and not actually...
1: Well, way. I
3: don't know. I, I When I think of people... Who care a lot about that? I don't like those people most of the time. I think I, they're assholes. I know, but <laughs> I I'm just saying you willing to step on other people to get ahead. I think they're less empathetic and less yep. community oriented.
0: Well, I think if people, if we put, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying you put an overvaluation onto it. There, like you needed to something else. Like you needed people who focus on it. Right. Sure, Although, I agree with you. I do
3: think it makes sense to have a negative connotation and with. Towards that in this society in particular, because we've geared our whole um, cultural and economic system towards competition and domination, and so there's kind of this feeling that we need to rebalance. There's like a, a backlash to that happening, which yeah. makes sense
1: to me. Well, domination is just such a shitty word. It's a very harsh word. Yeah, usually. yeah. And the yeah. dom- like actual full meaning of it is like you have no control over your life, right? If you get dominated, hmm. like you have nothing you're just a slave. Well, someone has control over you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, So it's just not, I don't like to describe things that I don't see in those terms of like moving from, you know, less control over your life to more control, right? I don't like to describe it that way, in something like a sports contest, you know, yeah. as being a dominance hierarchy. The only thing you know what I mean, it, it is, it I is from an evolutionary standpoint, right. <laughs> right. In sex selection, right? That's Tuck. what you call it. Right. But just saying that has such a dom has like yeah, a, totally. a negative connotation.
0: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just mischaracterizes I'm just I'm just trying not to play that game because the reason why we're it why we're even having this discussion right now, which uh-huh. I think is a good discussion to have, is because it's. Is because there's already the inherent belief that that's what's like occurring. Like it's bad for someone to be in control over you. And that mostly becomes from a place that you want to be in control. So the negative connotation is from your own need to be in control. Sure, And if someone else puts control over you, that's when you feel bad. Uh So I'm saying remove the need to be in control. And it doesn't matter if someone is... But we should have control over ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. We... like that's another thing that is. Or let me say this: No one funny. should
3: be able to exert control over us. No, that's not. Uh, you
0: should be able to give control to people who you trust to be giving in control. Giving is certain different situations. than having it taken. Totally, I agree. Totally. But you didn't. But that's. I said no one should be able to take it from us. Oh well. Okay. okay sorry, I, I didn't hear the take. Yeah. So there, but there should. But we can agree that there should be people who are in control of us if they have a better ability to do that thing than we do.
3: Um, if I consent in the context of the specific thing, yeah, wouldn't that be yes. like law
0: enforcement? Law enforcement representatives, <laughs> representatives <laughs> Again. leaders. Assuming yeah. that's the issue. Not is, that well. The, the issue <laughs> is
1: that that control, it's like dominance, means there's no going back. Right? They have the tr- they have well, control. They can do. They can abuse. I that's feel like what dominance means
0: well in a certain situation when
1: something you say can give be control. Like, there's, there's a difference between, like, letting someone dominate you, wh- which to me, I'm taking as, like, no-control slavery kind of thing, versus giving them dominion over a small That's tarp. the same root word. It is. You're right. There are. Different. I'm, I'm differentiating an idea here, not no. necessarily the language. I'm just saying you can, you can give up some control over parts of your life, like decisions, you know, or, you know, running the country, for instance. You can right. give those small pieces of control to people, Mm. but that's different than saying we want people to control us, right? To be in control of us. That's what you were saying is you give them control of us. Like that's different in my mind because it means a complete control like of everything.
0: Okay. And I, and I do get, I do get underlying, like I've never said those words. I do get the bringing up to clarify, but yeah, no, I would agree with that too, is that I don't think anyone should have complete control over us either. The idea is that there there are a gajillion dominance hierarchies.
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah. So the idea, I think it's that, a
1: bad phrase, though. I think just because it's sure. the correct one doesn't mean that that it brings really up a lot really of the things. best one. Well, yeah. it's hard because okay. like I, I get in what like a purely think?
3: academic way, mm-hmm. it's talking about you know skill levels, competing wow. skill levels, mm-hmm. but I feel like what we immediately think of because it's a thing in society sure. is the com- the competition between people seeking to. Um, assert their dominance over others in various arenas mm-hmm. which is a very real part of our culture and human society in general to various extents in our culture it's rather you know emphasized I just do but it. people who like want to have power over others for yes. the pleasure of it true or to deny power to others for the pleasure of right. it right that is negative to me that, that's not like I have skills And I should have power because I'll use my skills better than you. Totally. That's like, I want power over you because of my ego, because I want to subject you to my will, because that makes me feel better. Totally. That I do see very negatively. and It's hard to think of dominant hierarchy without thinking of that. Aspect going on in society, which yeah. we've all seen, and has a lot of negative outcomes. And
0: maybe that's actually one of the reasons why a lot of people have a negative connotation when, like, people like Jordan Peterson use the domination hierarchy yeah. idea. For
3: sure, I, I, I mean, obviously, all we can do is look at like you know who his followers are on the internet and that kind of thing. But I know a lot of like. I won't say their name, but I know someone in particular who's like this, this mm-hmm. kind of person that I'm talking about that I don't like very much. Yeah, And they are a huge fan of Jordan Peterson because that, that language validates to them their desire to continually dominate other people. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that kind of person finds validation in that ideology of like, well, I'm better because I should be, and these hierarchies are important and valid, and so if I can dominate other people, I should. And, yeah. and that's where that negative part right. of that comes in and and just because it
1: feels negative doesn't mean that it actually is for the society though it still might be better that they do that and that they even think that way right you know even as long as we don't mean dominance in like a you know negative slave type way right and, well there's we just mean like winning at the company control game I think or Dan
0: yeah. I think I, that's I think that's true I think Dan though is saying that people who derive the self you know, validation mm-hmm. from just purely the domination, mm-hmm. not from actually doing the, skilled, right. doing the skilled right, right. labor that's required. Yeah. I mean, it, it,
1: it would be hard to not see that turn into some sort of sadism, you know, yeah. like, eventually, but assuming it doesn't, it's not inherently bad if, well, it, it, if it they drive their sense. motivation from that instead and, of the, the other thing, as long as they, you know, well, that's reverse. what I
0: mean. That's the and that's where I always say. That's where I'm getting the neutrality from is like sure. from the idea that like we. Uh, I was trying to come up with another word, and I thought maybe like a proficiency hierarchy. But yeah, the big like the that. big thing about it though is that you are allowing someone who has better skills in that to have control over you. Well,
1: it depends. Like when you say that sports are a dominance hierarchy, mm-hmm. you're fighting against somebody else. I'm not you're not allowing them to have control. You lost at a game. You tried to not lose map control right. as far as you could. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just failed. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. That, so that's <laughs> not that's exactly. when you're if you're talking about like owning company for instance. Yeah. It's still the same thing, probably, unless you are one of those people that's like, oh, that guy should be running the company. If you're one of the people that's like, I want to run the company, let me try as hard as I can, and oh, shit, they picked that other guy. (laughs) Again, you're not trying. See, you know, it's
3: ironic, because I feel like what you just said would be more applicable to, like, a democratic workplace, where you're voting someone to be in control based off their proficiencies, So, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny, but I just, but, but that's... And that's a smart
1: thing to do. Yeah. That's how we should set things up. Yeah. Because assuming that we make our decisions, you know, in a, in a smart way. See, right? but I think the consent <laughs> is more important than the proficiency. I actually really do. Well, it depends on what you're, you're trying to maximize, right? Right. If you're trying to maximize the output slash efficiency of the company... Then it may not make more sense. If you're trying to maximize the happiness of the people, it probably does. You're right. Although sometimes, like, you know, there's probably a curve, right, of how it actually works and they they converge. Because if you have a CEO that's sufficiently good, and sufficiently not bad, but he wasn't elected and it right. there's kind of this not consent thing, but he's a nice guy and he's great at his job and you're being really you know profitable because right? Whereas you could construct the opposite where this guy is lovely and everybody like is just so ecstatic that they yeah. voted him in and yet he's terrible at running a company and yeah. goes on the ground and then all these people lose a job, right? So there's you know you could have either one, right. right? I think I think in general, if you can get them to converge either way is yes. great. And yes. it's more reliable by the Democratic Way because you could you like we tend to select for a lot of assholes and you could find where like maybe you lose three percent efficiency but you gain forty percent happiness or something and it's better overall right so I think it could work yeah but the problem is you open up the door for the the person that makes people happy but is not competent for sure
3: but. Then again, without that, you open up the door for what we see a lot now, which is people who are competent, but don't use their competency for the good of those beneath them. Sure. Yeah. They use it for their purely their own gain. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or even worse, are actively willing to sacrifice those beneath them for their own gain. Yeah. yeah. And I think
0: that is... I mean, because that is, this is... I mean, it's just... I just that's think what it that's what encourages. That's the toxic... <laughs> well, yeah, that's... I don't know if that is necessarily what it encourages. It encourages for the, oh, like... Yeah. The worth coming from it's, doing well. It's
1: certainly rewarded though, because it's it's not a um, what do they call that uh, that type of game where your loss is the other person's game? What is that called? Uh, zero sum. Zero sum. Yeah, it's not entirely a zero sum game, mm-hmm. but a lot of companies are. To, when it comes to essentially like salary, right? If you can take everyone else's salary down by one percent. Then you can raise yours by ten if you're the CEO. Right, 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 right. So, so there is that encouragement in that way, where it is rewarded to do things like that.
0: Well, that's where, yeah. To a certain point, obviously, awesome.
1: you yeah. have to be careful with it, or you know, you won't have good people working for you, or a bunch of people will quit exactly. and you'll be seen as an asshole. Oh. Right. But it does. There is an encouragement part of that. You feel like if, that's... You're, if you're not looking ahead, if you're not looking at the actual right. results of your actions, it. Do you it, think it, that it, just
0: because it's allowed, that means that it's encouraged?
1: Well, it's encouraged in that that's that would be a beneficial thing for you personally.
0: But isn't that in itself being that's like so you? But you okay? So you. I'm saying that, that the incentive structures are
1: set up for you to make as much money as you can. That's the See, way, that's, that's that's the incentive, right? Right. right and this for world, an individual to be able to make as much yeah, money in, as in possible in our society. I would say okay. that's the like that's the number one dominance hierarchy that mates are chosen from most reliably. Right, yeah, yeah. so if you're the most rich, you get the best choice of mate, pretty sure. much, um, and then it's it's also the number one source of freedom that you can get, yep. and so anyway, status, glory, everything, status, exactly that we so, award in our society. So essentially, the pinnacle of our society should be Jeff Bezos, then, right? So, mm-hmm. the, basically, it's Great. rewarded. <laughs> it's rewarded to have more and more money. So, what that means is actions that. Reward they give you more money are incentivized, so therefore, yeah, or it's incentivized for uh, CEOs to take more of the salary of their workers. See, so yes, that's, sure. that's, that I mean, it's a, it's kind of a leap, right? Yeah, like it's not. Plus, no, it's not directly incentivized, but it is it is indirectly. I
0: th- and I, and that's the thing that I guess I was like I was when you said what is like what this this system incentivizes. I thought that there would be one system, but I actually do think that this is a summation of all the systems mm. that incentivize that. That's just like the reality that we're in currently. Mm-hmm. See, that's like, If we play the games right now, all of the games the ones collectively, society and or, even or, the ones that we can't choose not to play, so just right. evolutionarily, yeah. so like in the world that we're living in right now, that seems to be the game that we're supposed to play. Totally. So, um, yeah, I mean that's
3: like one of the core contradictions within our economic system, is the idea of workers being a cost to be eliminated if possible instead mm-hmm. of an asset that delivers more than you put into it, right, right. Yeah. which it is. I mean, literally every time a worker gets paid, they've contributed more with their labor than they're getting paid for by definition, otherwise yeah. profits wouldn't exist. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I think and the more you invest in your workers, the more profit they generate for you. So it's not a cost. I mean, it is, but it's more an asset yeah. than it is a cost.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it is interesting. I guess the, the costs is that they can't be controlled completely, right?
3: You have to put something into them to get something out. Yeah. It's not just
1: like... But but it makes sense to think of them as... Well, even if you think of them as assets, then you look at them as as an asset that gets outdated relatively quickly as we get better and better technology, (laughs) and you have no reason to not update. And even better would be to think that the whole economic
3: system exists for their benefit. That would be the the healthy way to think of it, I think.
1: (laughs) But then you have to think about what's beneficial for them, working in a coal mine 12 hours a day or having a robot replace them. See, that'd be great as long as they benefited from that robot replacing them. Sure, yeah, they still get the same salary. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we got way off track.
0: That's okay. okay. That's much was I, fun though. I think, that was fun. <laughs> I think a lot of these things are where people do have been at least driving meaning in this kind of world. I sure. think that that's because if we look at it, if that's the game that we're playing, usually games are the ones that give you the meaning because they give you the most visible rewards for what you're doing. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, you can look at almost anything as a game, right?
0: Yes, I'm just saying the one that we're... Playing the game of
1: life, choose your win path.
0: The quote-unquote reality (laughs) that we're living in, the summation of games that everyone is playing right now.
3: See, I mean, that's probably one of the huge motivators underlying my own political beliefs is the idea that we should have a society that gives people meaning combined with my idea of what gives people meaning having a lot to do with, you know, a community of people who care about each other, and of the ability to work towards something that you had a say in and that you can apply your creativity towards. Mm -hmm. And that isn't just you've been turned into a tool, but that you are a free, creative creature working towards things that you had a say in doing. And I think that is something very central to human nature, and we always shine our best when we're working on projects that we believe in and that we've had a say in. And, and that definitely drives a lot of my views about what kind of society we should have.
0: One of the things, I, I, I agree with that. One of the things that I always have a hard time with in this is that once you create a meaning structure, you give yourself the ability to fail. Because like you, you've you've put something out there that should be aimed at, mm-hmm. and you come up like we we talked about this earlier about like being able to be okay with the failure, right. you know, giving right. giving people tools to be okay with the failure. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that that's a huge freaking deal. Like yeah. even we can we can try to give as much help as we can to people who fail. See, but that's also but why, that's why like- I try to hedge
3: my bets as most as much as I can mm-hmm. by having my meaning being based on you having the choice to do what you find meaning in, you know, not like this is the thing there's meaning in.
1: To me, the meaning is having
3: the choice for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's smart to construct your meaning structure in less of a black and white way where there's like gradients of things that you're trying to achieve. You know, it's not like I'm going to go to the moon or my life is worthless. You know, it's like, you know, I'm gonna do my best to get to the moon yeah. or to further you know this the field of astronomy or well, whatever like, your your thing is. Mm-hmm. Instead of, of phrasing it in a either I fail or I succeed way, yeah. you have you know things that you're you just want to be aligning your life with. Yeah. yeah, and it's not yeah. based on the outcome so much.
4: Well, you can never get rid of failure. You, you know, getting to the moon took a lot of failure. Yeah, no, no, well, and it, then it took that one time that they made it.
0: You but- can get rid of failure in the same way that you can get rid of like the idea to, of of it being your fault.
3: See, that gets back but to like, what I was saying earlier with the idea of like it's it's not as important to win as it is to fight. Yeah, yeah or to strive. So that doesn't have to deal with
4: fulfillment or happiness. As, yeah. as long as you're fighting and giving
1: 100%, win or fail, that yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think failing is a really important concept to keep because I think it, it, it really grounds you in uh, a goal – and, and criteria, and then, oh, a failure, now that's a way to learn, right? So you have this, this clear structure of how to move forward. Yeah. I have this thing that I'm trying to do and need to complete these three things for it to be qualified as done, and then I'm trying to do it, and oh, shit, I failed. How did I fail? Like, what are the things that I did wrong? Right? Right. And so you have this, this cycle of, of a way to, to keep trying to move towards an yeah. idea that you have.
0: The thing I think that finds, <laughs> like, the reason why this is a difficult like, topic is because right now we have a lot of ability to be able to place the blame on other things. We can look you at s- that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that now it's like, and even it, it, you can even validate your position in failure by saying that you aren't smart enough or being able to say that, like, I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not, I have all of these reasons for I failed.
1: Honestly, I think it's, it's harder than ever to say that. You have reasons because now we have more and more resources. Like especially if you you know if you're born in America. Well, who right? has more and more
0: resources? People in the first world. Totally more than anyone ever has. I like, think you're coming from a worldly point of view that I don't think many people necessarily come from that worldly point of view.
1: Well, I'm just saying I think it was much easier to say that there were things in your way before. I think life used to be much harder. I don't... And maybe it's different because you could derive meaning in an easier way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe it's a certain amount of challenge over time that you need to have for your life to be meaningful, and it has like some formula where it's compared to like the challenges that you see others doing or something. So maybe in that way, it could be more difficult yeah. if seeing other people completing these insane challenges somehow makes you feel less meaningful for the challenges that oh, you're Oh, that could definitely
0: be the case. case. But also, you... <laughs> One of the big things that I, at least like I talked to Stu about is like they didn't really like have a choice to think that far ahead because they were worried about he was alive during the Cold War, so he was worried <clears> about <throat> nukes falling on his head. Sure, yeah. And like you can also just come. The there was a lot of national validation for what you were doing. Mm-hmm. If you were going to college, you didn't need any. You didn't need to contemplate if that was meaningful. Right. You if you had a college degree. You already have meaning, bud. There you yeah, go. I sure. got it—a piece of paper. You put that on your wall.
1: I don't like that—that that type of meaning, though. I'm just saying it's really
0: superficial. I yeah. mean, someone just handed it to you,
1: right? And that's the yeah. problem. That's the other problem with religion. Yeah, is you have this this great meaning structure, but it's not—it's not derived. It's not like a, a method by which you derive meaning. It's here's your meaning. Have fun. See, I right? will say though, there is, I
3: think, a feeling among people now of the world being more full of burdens than ever, not because it is, but because, I mean, I think there are a lot of burdens, but it's like, even though we've progressed in terms of what's available to everyone, it's also true that we've progressed in what everyone knows with the internet and all that kind of stuff. And so with getting up to this point, now you've had this huge expansion of consciousness Mm -hmm. And awareness of you know where the faults still lie in our systems and all that kind of thing, and it has kind of I don't know, it's been overwhelming to gain all that knowledge and awareness of what's going on in the world, and and I think that's kind of had a bit of a backlash. There's a bit of existential angst and despair. Yeah, now I think
1: I don't know. I guess I think that when people let that stuff get to them, they're they're not dealing with what's in front of them enough, you know, and basically you're, you're trying to live outside, you're trying to live this life that's so far removed you're trying to take the entire world into, yeah. you know, yeah. into consideration and and it's it's cool to look at things from that perspective and say like, oh shit, you know, we should be doing these things and this would be nice and this would be great, but you have to you have to be realistic with your own sure. situation. We and do drive, also for real yeah, for sure. you know, do do that der- derivation for yourself. Figure out what the meanings that you want to have are and that you think will work for yeah. you and then try to work towards those and, and not get bogged down with this, this crazy I totally outward view you know? and
3: that's that's something I I've didn't. definitely fallen prey to before um, but it's also true that the internet generation is pretty young Mm-hmm. and right now yeah, there's a lot true. of just kind of taking in information and kind of having and whiplash it. yeah it's like
1: so I just learned about 70 different yeah, countries I mean, in this four is hours the now. first generation <laughs> that's grown up with that yeah, and right, so it's yeah, going to take time for us to adjust and
3: totally. rebalance and recalibrate from that experience yeah, and, definitely. and understand how it relates to what we're going to do with ourselves yeah and like
0: how to deal with it yeah Yeah. One of the things that's also really difficult, too, is, like, we try to think about, like, what kind of meaning structures were invalidated from religion. Like, that was, like, one of the the topics. And it's, like, one of the meaning structures that is invalidated is this idea that there are some wise figures that are there to tell us what we should do for meaning. Mm. And that's, like, one of the biggest things of our generation is we look at the older individuals around us and we say, you guys are fucking up now. We can forgive you for all you did when you were naive, but you continue to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you get this complete separation of generations of, you know, millions of people, billions of people on the earth.
3: Yeah. See, that's another huge problem with the internet generation Mm -hmm. is this complete separation from, from the past, from... Yeah, but I think that's our
1: own fault.
3: In a we're, sense. We're, not, we're not
1: being realistic with, oh, uh, with the people, but that, it's also that hard up with that. It's also hard to be because it's so overwhelming.
3: I mean, is, in every is. other generation before, it's been like you can. Most people did what their parents did, right? And changes were slow. Yeah. Totally. Whereas now it's like you feel like you live in a whole different reality yeah. from the people who are supposed to be
1: teaching you what to but, do. But you do. And it's like you do, though. What? <laughs> It's just more clear that we do yeah. than it used to be, yeah, right, and so so there are a lot of fewer lessons that that still pertain, or yeah. you have to work harder to make them, right, but if you look, especially with the right people, there's definitely things that we've lost that we're not thinking about in the for same sure. way that they did, and that's sure. really valuable, definitely,
0: totally, yeah, definitely. I definitely think there is an exchange that could occur for, for sure. sure the i I do think though that and that's why I said like you can you can have forgiveness for them. Yeah. Too, yeah, right? yeah. past actions yeah. that's not awesome. a better way to look
1: at it yeah well, and, and that at it. couldn't have done anything differently yeah it's and, they there's tons there's tons of people in that generation that are still really awesome mm-hmm. yeah. and a lot of a lot of the time they're the ones that are creating the shit that's making us go like what the fuck yeah. You know? And so, so I think it's just now we have a, a access to all of those individuals in a way. Yeah. Like the best and brightest of them yeah. are available for us to just like, oh, I wonder what Brad Weinstein thinks about this, you know? You're yeah, right. I like, can, instead of I'll being like, like, hey, thing. like <laughs> Dad, like, yeah. how did the sun get up there? Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, you know, a giant put it up. And you're like, Dad, let me just Google that. You know, you know, like, I think you're full of shit. Oh look, Google says you're full of shit. See, you know? yeah, and
3: that's why I think it's just something we have to kind of like get over the whiplash kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Because it's like, yeah, I can't talk to my dad about this, but yeah, I can. I can <coughs> watch all these amazing people and read what they've written and thought. Yeah. And
1: well, I mean, that's who you're comparing it to, though.
3: That's the problem. Yes, you know, exactly. is, is yeah. it's, like, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna
1: listen to like the foremost ling- linguist ever about, you know, a bunch of stuff, and then I'm going to go listen to this crazy economist and, you know, whatever, and then I'm going to go talk to my dad about <laughs> politics when he was a policeman. No, I it's know, like, I know. What do you want? I know. You know? 100%. He didn't have time to think about that shit. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And and when he did, you know, he did his best, and he had some interesting yeah, ideas, and it'd be interesting to know why, yeah. you know? 100%. So, it, it's just, you gotta you gotta give him some slack, you 100%, know? Yeah. Yeah. And and they still have their areas of expertise that you just can't find on the internet. Yep. You know, just, just like life. Yeah. yeah, what is it like to be a cop for forty years? and yeah. you know, just to deal with people every day like that. Yeah, teach me how to do that. Well, you no, know? talk
0: about a sense of community that. <coughs> yeah, that exactly. Everyone for doesn't them. have totally. your dad. Your dad, your dad sure. has stupid sense of community. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. no one has that now. Exactly. You know that yeah. kind and, of stuff. And like my dad just
1: has like an encyclopedic knowledge of guns. Like I can't take a picture of a gun and be like, Google, what is this? But I can send it to my dad, and he be like, oh, that's an 1874, yeah. you know, Winchester. It's like, it was used for this, and, and it had this <laughs> cartridge, and there's this weird thing, when you try to take it apart, like, and it's like, what, what the fuck? How do you know that, you know? It's just yeah. a random ass gun. Anyway, and then the same thing with just like, random hand tools, and just like, knowing a bunch of stuff about how things used to work, you know, and so, I mean, Anyway, I think it's, it's interesting to see the divide Definitely. rather than like, Definitely. I mean, it can be sad sometimes when they w- refuse to update old information, yeah. you know? Like they're running this program and they're like, well, I've been using this CD for 18 years. <laughs> yeah. And it's you're like, distant. yeah, I mean, we have thumb drives now or I could just fucking like email it to you and they're like, no, 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 the CD works great. <laughs> there's these four songs I don't like and then I just have to turn it a little sideways because there's this scratch. And you're just like, dude, listen to me. <laughs> I can get you a million songs on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Push of a button. It'll take me 20 minutes, you know? It's like
2: <laughs>
0: well, I think that... Oh, it's true. I think that that kind of divisiveness can be found in so many groups. For sure. Like whether it be age groups, whether it be culture groups, whether it be that. And there is so much meaning that can be found in the collective experience of what is happening on this earth. Each one of our subjective experiences of what's occurring and being able to share that. And that division
1: is like almost the coolest part because without that, then you lose this entire... Like imagine if the the generation before us just all didn't exist immediately, right? It's like think of... When, when we're like, oh, we can't go to them for advice, or like they don't, ah, they're not wise enough anymore, and then we're like, well, what if they just weren't there? It's like obviously we're losing a shit ton of stuff, yeah, and like sure. think about what that makes you feel, and you're like, shit, like I should have asked them this question, or yeah. I should have, I wonder what it was like to go through this thing, or yeah. you know. And so I don't know. I think we're just thinking about it in a, in a different way. And-
3: well, I feel like part <laughs> of the problem too is just the really unlucky draw of the cards where this technological development is happening at the same time that historically right now we're facing a bunch of unprecedented existential problems so it's like you're having whiplash along with like existential threats (laughs) and like all these things coming together at the same time to just make you have a fucking breakdown. Totally. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, if you look at our government, it was never built to react to things this quickly. No. It was built specifically to not to be, really be slow. quick at doing yeah. things. And now we live in but a yeah, world I mean, where... It was
3: founded when you had to fucking take a horse and a fucking <laughs> letter. And ride For three months. Right? To deliver
1: it to your relative. fucking...
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> It's tough, It's tough to think of a better system and to, like, get everyone on board and just be like, let's redo this whole thing. Maybe it'll work better. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs)
0: Well, and it's hard to not feel invalidated when there are people who just continue living their lives as though nothing's changed. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
3: There's that kind of cognitive dissonance between people who just cannot perceive what you perceive totally. in the yeah. older generations yeah. which is well, tough to deal with
1: <clears throat> I mean humans weren't built to deal with change this quick yeah. no we weren't, we, we really weren't our brain crystallizes like we don't really learn new information very well after like yeah. 30, yeah. we pretty much stop, you know I mean there's, there's obviously you can still force yourself and if you're really diligent you, you can still do it but it's just like something literally physically changes in your head and it makes it harder so it's like yeah, you can't expect them to take in all this new information. Yeah. It's absurdly quick how fast it's coming. And, yeah. I mean, we, if we look at Generation X, or whatever the fuck they're calling it, the people right below us, I don't know what that decade's I called. think they're Z? Z. I, I don't, don't know. Mean. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. Anyway, if we look at that fucking generation, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, wow. <laughs> they're fucked up. They're you really know? young. <laughs> I mean, we'll I don't know. see.
3: Yeah, we'll it's see. the same thing where like, we're still dealing with what we're yeah. coming in through. Through, yeah. and they're gonna have well we're almost like issue. half and half with like, yeah cause we, we we got we got some of the experience yeah. of we we growing up in the pre this world yeah. yeah so we're kind of like the bridge generation a yeah. little yeah.
4: bit Dude, like and then Bella started a YouTube channel uh, and Jesus. she blogs like Jesus Christ every couple days how old is she
3: just for this she's 8 yeah it's like uh, was 9 uh,
4: 9
0: in June yikes <laughs> Her name. <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, the kind of whiplash of of like social change like that, that like you talk about community. Like yeah. that? Literally who the fuck cares what you're doing every five That's day. probably why, why you we get as much internet? whiplash
3: as we get. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming a little bit from that old world, but then at a very young age, we're thrown into this new one.
1: Yeah, totally. And so it's like yeah. The social media thing is so I, I think of that almost like the next little blip. So we have the internet and then we have the social media craze, yeah. you know? Like that's how I kinda think of it. And the social media one, I'm just like, that one amazes me. And that that's must be like that must be what my parents feel about the internet thing you know it's like ah that thing's going crazy over there i don't know what about you know? I, don't know I don't know what to do that and i'm just like what the fuck's happening with that shit like can we get twitter under control oh my god i don't know you know it's just like freaking out over here
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i can't even I, can, I honestly i mean it's difficult uh, I honestly cannot tell you what's going on with that social stuff, but it also makes me think of like who I'm reading right now or who like I have been reading. They're all dead people. So, so it's like, it's hard to know, like, I don't know where to put your time and where to put your energy. Like, are you going to be trying to learn things that are timeless or are you trying to learn things that are now? Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: I think you got to do a little of both. Yeah. So, I mean, sure. It's always nice when you can learn something that seems like it'll always be applicable, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you don't have to update it very much. Yeah. You know, See,
3: so but so- again, we face so many immediate problems right now. Yeah. God, that's really the fucking, the thing that makes it so much worse on so many different levels. It's like, if this was just like, if there were no, if there was no serious climate change problem, if like, you know, there wasn't like this huge like instability in terms of economics and politics... These things wouldn't be so horrible. They'd be they'd be rough still. Yeah, but it'd but be like okay, it's we can't, just
1: trippy. We can't get too mad that we missed the golden age, though. I mean, how yeah, often fair. Do they really come around? It's fair. <laughs> 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 We've got some problems, yeah. <laughs> right on the tail end. <laughs> what
3: do you want? Yeah, you know? it's funny. I, I remember. I remember. It's so ironic because I remember thinking when I was first learning about history and going like, God. I hate that I grew up in such a boring time.
1: Period. <laughs> like, you've always... I always thought that. I know, and now I'm like, oh my god, I'm ordering the ballroom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... Well, I fucked myself over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jokes on you, bitch!
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, write it down. Yeah, I right. Oh forever. god. <laughs> Yeah, it's like well, yeah, the internet was made. No big deal. I I'm bored. You wish for. I'm fucking bored. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happening. Uh, <laughs> I wish there was a
3: war. <laughs> God damn it! Such a stupid little kid. That's funny. Anyway, yeah, I bit myself in the butt with that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the only thing I can say now is I do not live in boring times. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah, it's good you don't feel bored anymore. Well, not at all. Well, and I feel like that's
0: where we can find the meaning, you know, in, the lack of boredom. Yeah. Dude, well, I think it also thing.
4: is those time periods I just never understood them because yeah, you already know what's going to happen versus yeah. right now. Yeah, we you don't mean, know. It could be the end of you mean human civilization history, as because as don't we learn know history it. The you know. Ends. No, but like <laughs> wanting, <laughs> wanting to go back Dan's always wanted to go back to Sparta and be a Spartan. And you're like,
1: oh, what would happen? But
4: you already like, know Vulcan Vulcan what's going to go down. Event. You
1: I mean, versus now, oh my god, that's we're going. It's like, I don't really like learning about World War II, because in the end, Hitler dies. And it's like, and, come on. Yeah, I was really open, and you get a little further, you know, we'd have a little more tension first. <laughs> Jesus, you attack Russia? Like, we all know what's going to happen there. Come on.
3: <laughs> I mean, I will say, we, we do grow up... Okay, that is hilarious, but... <laughs> At the same time, we do like when we were growing up, we did kind of learn that like, like our culture tries to teach us that we've got everything figured out, right? I know that idea of like That's we've so got funny. it all perfected, everything's going to be delivered to you, and it's all fantastic, and we have science which will fix everything, <laughs> and we know all the That's stuff massive. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you grew up thinking society was perfect. And when I was still in that bubble, I was reading about ancient time periods going, oh my god, like they were... Dealing with all this crazy shit and adventuring across the globe and yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. fighting for things that meant something <laughs> in a way that made sense to me and like <laughs> yeah. just it just seems so, so much more <laughs> romantic to me and 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 yeah I was bored as fuck. All right, all right,
1: all right. Fair but point. now I don't feel that way. <laughs> yeah, the
3: whole
1: the whole weird thing about teaching people that we kind of have it all figured out it's so yeah. strange to me. I know. Because I, I don't know. I never remember anyone telling me specifically but it comes across it does especially yeah. in school like my dad was really good about it of like when I would ask questions you eventually if you ask the right questions you eventually hit the wall of like I don't know right? yeah. and then it's like let's try to Google it and everyone's like I do know, you know? And so, <laughs> so eventually you get there right and he was pretty good about that you know but at school it's always just like and then we discovered this and then we realized that was wrong and now we have this and it's perfect yes. <laughs> it's like, there were three things that you got wrong and this one's right on uh-huh. Yeah. Right. I'll wait a couple years, we'll oh, see if that changes. finally hit perfection! <laughs> is right a, now! It's, <laughs> it's, interesting. I think it's that,
0: like, you read, oh, these people used to shit in a bucket <laughs> under their bed, and then they took it and threw it out the window onto the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a whole room for that. Yeah. I don't it's, even it's, smell it! <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And, it, and then you're like
1: Yeah and then They were dying From the plague And they were like Let's pour mercury on it That'll make it better Yeah and you're like And you're like I don't have the plague or mercury. <laughs> <boys>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: I knew they were both a thing. Yeah. And that, so like, I think that there's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta get past the we didn't know shit and then you get to the like, we, we know some shit and totally. then you get to the we don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like to,
1: <laughs> I like to make the graph of like time, you know, on the x-axis yeah. and then like my, my thought of how much knowledge the humanity has on yeah. the y-axis and it like goes Steadily up, and then it like shoots up into this the stratosphere where it's like we know everything, and then it goes <sighs> yeah, right. just like crashing <laughs> down. course yeah. the map? Goes by like times one hundred, and you're like, oh, right. yeah, <laughs> <You're like>, Yep <"Yeah." laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's like oh, we haven't even figured out physics. Fuck, ah, I thought we had that shit on lock. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think if we just start, you know, like the kindergartners being like, okay, listen, the earth's going to die soon. (laughs) All right. So here's what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Figure out climate and then change it.
1: I think we should start with particle (laughs)
0: physics. Yeah. That's what I mean. You
1: know, these are the Particles. There's 28 of them, you know, yeah. whatever. It's not 28, but yeah, there's like three generations of matter, and then they combine to make these things, and then that combines to make these things, and then that combines to make these things, and, these things, and those things make
0: you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I'm going to go play with the blocks. Right? I'll be back, though.
1: Yeah. Is that like the red block and the blue block? No, I think we're going to have to draw a picture,
0: all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, it is, I think it's, it's hard to it be... Is. There is. I know that there is a philosophy though to keep kids in kind of like a nice zone because the they're bubble. like, yeah, they're like, yeah. they'll they'll have to face the real world at some point. I really don't
1: like that at all. they do I. Think you should keep either. them in a in a bubble that you're constantly expanding. Yeah,
3: you know. I think. I mean, I've always kind of felt like you should answer questions as they happen like yeah. the extent of a child's curiosity should define the bounds of their knowledge totally i agree which and you know if their curiosity gets them in trouble then they're gonna have to deal with trouble
1: that's yeah. the way it goes yeah, i agree but and and you should try to encourage their curiosity whenever possible. i agree i agree
4: yeah it's when people try to box them in and try to control yeah.
3: them yeah We're what makes that jump out of the box that much more traumatizing yeah
0: totally no i was gonna ask like if you're worried about people finding meaning, where is it that you feel as though meaning can be found?
4: Yeah, sure. well, I think I mean <laughs> the thing with me. So, meaning has to be individual. We all have our own experience, and you have to have meaning in that experience. It's not going to happen. So as a whole, you can unify and you can encourage um, and you can, like, create a universal meaning that we can all talk about. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's that person that has to agree and has to... That I mean, it goes back to the whole moral thing. Like, I don't know if there is moral codes. I think everyone comes up with their own moral codes mm-hmm. and we talk about those and you decide which ones fit with you and which ones don't. Right.
0: The only reason I brought that up right now is because it seems to me that a lot of meaning can be found in the things that you're curious for mm-hmm. and it seems like that is one of the best ways to figure out what your kind of meaning is. Like, totally. What are you curious
4: As for? long as it's not um, propelled by the ego and right. you're you're using it yeah, for your own... Well, honesty, yeah. Well,
0: I think the the thing... The ego wants to solve problems. So if you've already decided what the problems are and how to fix them, then you aren't curious anymore. Totally. You're just trying to solve the problem. Yeah. It really comes from a place of wonder.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with Sean, though. I think it, it can be really ego-built... Like curiosity can definitely lead to ego, where you feel like you know everything. Yeah, you know, or you're, for you sure. You feel like you know a lot, and like that's a thing that you're trying to get better mm-hmm. at, so that you're you know more than everyone else. You know, do you feel like
0: that? I feel like that's skill building. No, I don't think
1: that's curiosity. Yeah, well. Yeah, but if you can still be curious as a function of that. Like, I'm curious about things because I want to beat this person at knowing it.
3: See, but I think that's I don't important. think that's it. I think, I that's, think that's, that's important, though, The anymore. different. Exactly. Yeah. I think that if, if your curiosity is secondary and your primary is that I want to know more than other people to be better than them. Uh-huh. I think that is different than someone who their primary goal is they want to know as much as they can. Sure. And... Sure, maybe they've had to deal with the ego ramifications of that and kind of like a sense of superiority. Mm -hmm. But if they follow that desire to understand truth and reality primarily, eventually their ego will continually get dashed upon the rocks of their continual understanding that no matter how much they learn, there's so much more they haven't understood. Totally. totally. And more knowledge also increases your understanding of your ignorance. Mm -hmm. And and as long as you follow that as your guiding star... Your your ego may ebb and flow as sure. you develop, but it, it will not be its the primary fixation. So that's I fun. agree. I, I agree. There's a fundamental difference. I'm just saying
1: that it, I think the curiosity thing can be corrupted. That's for sure. Like, for sure. I think like little asterisks on the
0: curious equals meaning asterisks. Yeah make sure it's not from an ego derived totally.
1: <laughs> well, I do have a caveat for that though if you derive your ego not from comparing yourself with others but rather your former self I think that it's almost They're the same
0: totally, thing Totally, yep, I think totally. that can be a really healthy way to have an ego
3: Well, but, but I also think that's a, that's eventually that path will temper your ego
0: I think. Well and you also understand. I do too think of your ego as. Well you weaken I think you weaken your ego as that occurs. Because then you you can be like, All right, I wake up today and I'm like, how do I be a better person today than I was yesterday? then you wake up and, you know, you're like you keep going throughout your day You know, 6 p.m. rolls around. It's like, holy shit, I have three hours. How can I do something better than I did in those previous hours? Uh And then every second, you know, you get to the point where every second you're trying to do something better than the last second. So you destroy this need to fixate on the ego.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's certainly a way that it can happen. (laughs) But I don't think it's a given. I think you can definitely get an ego from, like just being better like you can say yeah. oh yeah i improved myself more than they do. you know like you yeah. can derive ego from almost anything right no so yeah. i don't think it's inherent i don't think anything can inherently
0: kill your ego oh yeah i i agree with like unless you talk about psychedelics and then <laughs> but that's <laughs> <laughs> you might, you <laughs> might have <laughs> there okay, yeah that's it's, also usually so temporary <laughs> though.
1: Yeah. yeah
4: still but still yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the ego right? <laughs> profound the yeah. ego yeah. temporary <laughs> too because you're just
3: consistently <laughs> What's trying to reach <laughs> that's goals that's the big one to yeah. Boost yeah. It. because that's the no, that's temporary Is that it didn't exist in the first <laughs> well, place I guess it depends on how you define it though right if it's
1: your sense of how good you are at something that sense so, can be just a memory really, you yeah. can define that as <laughs> a thing and that's a, you know, the ego is manifested. Well, yeah, yeah. now we're going to, yeah,
0: we get, we get, we, you can obviously get into very esoteric kind sure, of like yeah. speak like talks about the ego, which are good to have. Yeah, I think sure. so. I don't
1: like it when people define things like that and they're like, this is what the ego is. Boom. Yeah. And this is how you can get rid of it. Boom. And it's a good thing to get rid of. Boom. And it's like, okay, fuck yeah. off. You don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and they, they call it an ego because that's like it. You know, it's from past shit, you know, it's yeah. all and it's also because a lot of people can say I don't like ego or there's so much negative connotations related to ego totally. that you will be like, Yeah, I don't want that either. I'm gonna get rid of that. You know, and it yeah. gives you more or certainly
1: if they define it properly, I, you know, you could be like, Okay, yeah, you're a version of the ego, I'd like to get rid of that shit, you
0: know. Yeah, it's a form of thinking. That's sure. all it is. Yeah. Like, and that's I think the the big the big thing that there is a commonality is that Everyone kind of defines ego relatively the same. Yeah. See, I mean,
3: I, I think ego isn't
0: in and of itself
3: negative. I mean, I obviously, mean. if your goal is to detach yourself from, you know, the finite existence of the material world and reach enlightenment, yeah, your goal is to get rid of your ego. But it's like, it's also there's positive or negative ways to utilize the ego culturally, historically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, I think as Westerners, it's more important to try and create a society that puts the ego in its proper function than to try to get rid of it. Right. I, I think yeah. the kind of people who want to get rid of their ego are always going to be a niche yeah. Yeah. of you know people who are oriented towards well, the, the idea standards. of the spirit of right. of, of right. leaving you know the game, the right? yeah. games that we're playing, and and identifying with a more universal.
0: Just remember that. Bodhisattvas were a thing, okay? And they yeah, come and back and play the game. definitely yeah. a niche. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's, <laughs> that's a niche within a niche! The just, only way to
1: support those is the, the society. Well, they play the game.
0: Bodhisattvas is a game.
1: I was also just thinking that the, the criticism that I had there of them saying that they know is, is kind of like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that actually prefer things that say that, that are, like, ultra-confident, you know, and I wouldn't trust them otherwise, whereas I'm just the opposite, like, I don't, I think people that, or things, or people that are overconfident are almost inherently untrustworthy, you know? Right. Yeah. They don't have their
3: own so sense we, of skepticism exactly, towards themselves, exactly. but piece. I'm just thinking about it,
1: like, that may not be the right philosophy for other people that are, like, that they just want to see unwavering self-doubt, and then, like, got it, yeah. And do that then, yeah. you know?
4: that's why i don't think you can teach any like fulfillment or philosophy i think all you can teach is you can teach tools you can teach um to base things off of like logic and reasoning you can teach um yeah different forms to 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 re-analyze like analyze your brain Mm -hmm. and what's going on and then um And then you can also teach, yeah, you know, base things off of things that we can prove, like, you know, use science, use mathematics, things
3: that are in reality. See, it's ironic because, like, even though we have a negative connotation with ego, to me, the most good Western society is democracy. And that's actually one of the most egoistic forms of society I can think of. I mean, it's where each individual is fully grounded well, in their identity and sense of self. Okay. And is And the whole society is, like, a cooperation of manifested individuals. So that's actually pretty egoistic. And the whole education system in a democracy is about self-manifestation and, like, making each individual, like, its most elevated form of self and then having them interact together as equals.
0: But individualism is not the same as ego.
3: True there but they is often the self. they often facilitate each other. I mean at least with the average person
0: the ego is taught, usually speaks about a specific part of your experience. Like even when Freud came up with the superego, ego and ego, id, it, it's the relationship that you have like of who your, your persona is and how to like critique that. Right. And even Buddha. Buddha is more of like the the separation of yourself from everything else. Like you understanding that you are a something that's going on and that it's also everything that's going on. Everything is you. Yes. That's like the, you didn't remove self. You expanded self and you get rid of the ego so you can expand, expand yourself. Well, so there's it's an both. It's both
3: the elimination of self and the expansion of self. Cause if you acknowledge that you are everything, well then everything is also you. And then also, you does not exist. Huh. But also, you is infinite. So it's both at the same time. Yeah, but that's Done. that's. that's, that's <laughs> I'm
1: just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what we should
0: teach. The first thing is end it right now. That's it. That's all you need. Done. Go out. I'm just saying everything nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying the ego. The ego is the thing that separates. You from everything, right? So there's still the self is
3: separate from everything. Exactly. Else.
0: There's still the self. There's still individualism. You're still an atom that's reacting with all other atoms. When I say individualism, I
3: mean one's the sense of identity, we're... though, like thinking about oneself just, as an individual. That there's more what I was talking about when you we were what? in the bathroom, <laughs> Dwight, was the idea that I want. Like, even though we think of ego as negative. Ironically, the society that I think comes from the West that I think to be the most good democracy mm. is, in a sense, one of the most egoistic forms of society huh? in really? that it's about every individual being fully manifested in themselves and, yeah. you know, participating equally in society. I agree. Yeah. And, and so my idea of a proper Western society is not getting rid of ego, but using it to its most beneficial form. I agree. I mean, I think that's the smart way to go anyway. Yeah. Because I think instead it's of like trying harder, to contradict your own core cultural, yeah, like, yeah instead instead just funnel it into something yeah. meaningful,
0: it's okay or useful. I agree with you guys. I don't agree with their words, but I agree with. <laughs> well, we <you>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can do this,
1: May. I think you do. That's a, a great idea. 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 We should really are. refine your dialogue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Individualism <laughs> is not the same as ego. That's not. It's not the same thing.
3: Yes, but I don't the think most, you can have
0: individualism without Don't
3: you me. think the most individualistic societies also have a yourself. disproportionately high amount of and egoism? What's sorry? Don't you think the most individualistic societies also have a disproportionately high amount of egoism? Yes, but so I I, I just say think I'm just saying they're connected. It's not the same thing, but societies that accentuate the individual are prone to more ego. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I'm saying that that's the bad part. The 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 focusing on the individual experience over the collective experience is the issue. That's the issue where the issue arises.
1: Well, you're just defining that as an issue. It doesn't necessarily mean well. Well, well, but one can be
0: egoistic when it comes from a societal standpoint or an ecological standpoint. Well, but
3: the ego is just it's it's just your your sense of self separate from it, like you as an individual thing. Not connected to anything mm-hmm. else, but one could have a perception that you know the best way to facilitate my ego is to have a society where we're all individually yeah creating a society together that that benefits all of us totally yeah can, and so and it's, it's strongly... collectively upholding the individual yeah. and individually upholding the collective yeah that's right. like and to me that's what democracy is it's this right. idea that like. We're all fiercely individualistic, but collectively we uphold
1: the space for us all to be that individual. Totally. Yeah, basically, I think you could be really collectivistic or really individualistic as a society, and either one could be good or bad, depending on what they're focused on. Definitely. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And for so sure. You can have individualism that takes into account like what a collective good is and works towards it still, but not in like a collectivistic manner. I just
0: said individualistic more than the collective. I didn't like, they should, they should basically be as even as possible,
1: but they can still think of like the individual benefit in terms of like, so for instance, you could think of like one way that you could say, uh, Uh, like a solid individualistic way to get to a point where the collective actually matters is you care about your offspring and you recognize that a strong society makes your offspring more likely to succeed. And so you could easily just go from a completely selfish standpoint. I want people to be nice and I want the world to be safe and I want us to go towards these things, but only because of my kid, you know what I mean? And so anyway, I'm just saying that you can get to the same outcome through either It's just, you have to choose your,
0: you know, the only, the only way, like, yeah, you probably won't come to the same outcome, but you, I do see that in that like particular case, if it was that you were trying to help society at all, I would definitely agree with that. But the, the thing is, is that you could also, like, having that exact same mindset of just trying to help society as much as it would be to be helpful towards your kid would mean that you would probably just go to some white suburb somewhere where you could select all of the people that you were around all the time, make them live in, you know, in that area and you know, hate everyone else and keep everyone else out. Try to control the situation as much as possible so that your eh, kids flourish. Yeah, maybe I mean, that's one way. Yeah, that's one way. I'm it's just awesome. saying it's that's another. I'm just saying that's yeah. another way that it would, oh, really. would, that could come about that wouldn't be the same as oh, yeah. if it came from. A, no, no, no. I I mean, my born. argument is,
1: is that it can be diverse. There's lots of different ways that the same core ideology can lead to very different outcomes okay. in moral behavior. I'm just just making a case that what you said about it being like less collectivistic as being bad is not a good way to characterize it because less collectivistic doesn't necessarily mean bad.
0: No, 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 I said said. if there was more individualism
1: which, I, I, get, well, I don't think that's bad. I don't think you can say that. This bad. is getting very really
3: nuanced. Well, like, yeah. So, like, the point I was making, even though I'm a huge critic of society, the way it's currently structured in America, mm-hmm. and I can say, you know, we're too egoistic, we're too focused on the self, I could also say, we're just not focused on the self in the right way. Sure, yeah. And exactly. say, you know, to have a purely democratic form of society where you're educating individuals to be fully autonomous citizens that engage in forming their own society is another form of individualism. It's mm-hmm. it's just put in a different context totally. that I think would be healthier. And that one where, you know, the individuals recognize the need of the collective to support their individualism. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of even having a society at all is because you're working together towards something that's, mm-hmm creator that's the collective Mm -hmm. so i just think that that is inherent in the thinking so the the idea would obviously be to try to let flourish the individual but not to the point at which it takes over the society yeah totally and i think that's the that's the tendency of the ego to do or at least the conception of most people
3: well it's shitty though because it's like yeah, I feel like the most um, venal forms of egoism are going to want an authoritarian society as long as they're one of the ones in authority. Sure. But I think a, a, a principled ego who would go, well, the best way, if one cares about ego, individualism as a principle, one would say, well, I want a society that protects the individuality of everyone, in order to ensure my own will always be protected, totally. my children's will always be. It's the yeah. principle
1: versus you know just wanting it for yourself that makes me think of honor culture honor right. culture is just like the perfect example of a way that you could care about the collective as a as like from being really individualistic yeah. and really yeah. caring about totally. yourself and your ego like i'm the most honorable totally and what that's defined as is being good for the collective that's like sparta
3: it's considered <laughs> one of the few countries where a love of honor was one of the governing
1: principles exactly yeah exactly and, and honor was to, to do whatever the society wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so it's like, yeah, it's interesting how
3: those coincide. Yeah, The Greeks is. were sh- so individualistic. Yeah. And that really is like the wellspring of Western society. Right. And it's yeah. it's funny how you get a mix of like that extreme collectivity and like, you know, militaristic society uh-huh. and then like Athenian radical democracy. And it's just fucking <laughs> this, Oh, what a shit show of...
0: It's amazingness. Seriously. But anyway. (laughs) Crazy little... I just think one of the things (laughs) that you... Yeah. One of the things that come in play when you're thinking of a collectivistic way of, like, acting is the validation. Like, there's the inherent validation of something that's other than yourself. So, your ego doesn't have the last say, regardless. So, that's why, like, I don't... I think the... I don't think the ego is necessary like if you have an honor code that everyone that like if everyone validates a book or something like that like a code some code that has been codified obviously Uh some rule set they will maybe be able to validate that rule set but that might but if there's any kind of new thing that is maybe good for the environment like good for the collective that but that doesn't meet that honor code will then just be you know Discounted or, or destroyed. So
1: unless you unless you make your honor code updatable, yeah, like, tell exactly. In a way, you know, like the honor code is loose enough that it can account for that kind of thing. Like to be honorable is to serve the collective to the best of your ability. You know,
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. But what's the like that? That would be like what's the point of the honor code then? At that point, well, you still honor have to code validate is to direct the ego towards being beneficial for the society. But spending okay. Yeah, then, still, okay. if you say the self are we going self or are we going ego ego is a specific part of the self we have to be able to separate the self and the ego how are well, you but, defining that
3: but it's your idea of the self so when we say the self we're not meaning it in like the holistic way we're meaning it in like the ego way like your idea of self and a lot of people don't really get that far past that so yeah. I think mm-hmm. that with just for the for this thought experiment, when okay. we say the self, mm-hmm. we're not meaning like a spiritually holistic self. Okay. We're meaning the concept you have of yourself, yeah. your, your ego. Yeah. So the, the Which is the driving force of most people. I the speak. thing would be
0: the experiencing of the code versus the following of the code. So you guys are about, you so you guys are
1: like You're, you're trying to it. get to the point of like the the actual locus motivation. Is it outside or inside? Is that what you're saying? Like is it is it that you're deriving the code from your own principles, or is it that you're accepting a different code that was handed to you? Is that where the differentiating here?
0: Well, it would be. It's more like like what I'm trying to say is that it's um, really being able to validate another's experience that you can't experience. Because you believe that that's a good thing to do, or doing it because that's what the code tells you to do. Say that again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're OK. Uh, validating some experience that you can't experience, which would be like kind of a lot of people would say that that's any individual, um, that you're validating that because you believe that it's good to validate that because you really want to validate that and you actually feel it's important Uh or you're just following a rule set that tells you that it's good. And you think that rule sets important.
1: I don't really think they're that different. I think they move around to the same thing. Uh, That's like, why is the rule set a good thing? You know, the the only, only because you can
0: question the, the issue would be that you can question the rule set. Like it's, it's only as good as long as you believe in the rule set. And if well, any you can question your own
1: derivations too, and you should obviously. Oh, totally. Yeah. totally, totally. So I mean, I think they're both questionable.
0: Yeah, depending on how you look at them. Well, and I think that that's usually the argument for the conservative versus liberal kind of way of thinking of why you would have laws in general. Why would you conserve anything in general? Too. I'm not saying. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that we should not use sh- like. Give the rule set. The benefit of the doubt, but the problem the rule set is to get you to the thing.
3: Oh boy, I'm not that way. I think yeah, I don't give rules the benefit of the doubt. I think the way I think is that every rule, everything that it that demands something from other from people or that takes away some form of freedom of action they have mm-hmm. must justify itself. Well, that, that, it, that it has a a socially justifiable reason for doing that that benefits us all, and so I actually I, I am skeptical towards any rule. My first reaction is to demand it justify itself. Well, not say- to give it the benefit of the doubt, but the opposite to to approach it with skepticism. Well,
0: the, okay. I would say yeah, that's, I mean, totally yes. I agree with that 100%, but the thing is is that when it comes down to you validating someone else's subjective experience, you literally, like, you can experience that, and it can be good. Okay, there, okay we had to I cut out, out a thing,
1: I kicked the table, sorry. There are some things that... Just trying to make sure you're awake. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, sorry. laughs> sir. Are those
0: gunshots? <laughs> yeah. There are some things that either cannot be experienced by the individual or that are extremely difficult for an individual to experience. And so the rule set is there until you can understand it. I'm not saying that you, you know, it's like the skepticism should always be there, but it's like... If the, you know, if the kid was told, don't fucking go drive while you're drunk, right? And it's like, the kid's like, I don't understand why I can drive fine when I'm drunk. And then they go drive drunk. It's like, that would be a kid who was being skeptical of the law. Right. Yeah.
1: I I agree. And I think, I think the way, well, the way that I kind of look at laws is I follow them. By default, and then I try to think about them when I'm following them to see if they make sense, and mm-hmm. I can figure out why they're a law. That's exactly. What and if I can say. find a really good reason why sh- why I think it shouldn't be a law, and then I weigh the consequences of not following it, yeah. and I, I try to not follow it if I can, if I feel like it's a reasonable risk. So this- but see, but I, but if I don't, if I find a good reason for the law, then I'm like, okay, good job. Mm-hmm. I, I do think word. you should
3: follow them until you understand why you don't think you should. Yeah, totally, totally. But I do think there's a difference between people who assume that all the rules make sense as their first response uh, yeah. versus people that assume, well, I don't know if the rules make sense and I'm not going to believe they do till I've really thought it out. Totally. Yeah. And, and whether it. either of those people... Choose to follow the rules is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can be a skeptic yeah. of the rules and still say, "Well, until I've made up my mind, I'm going to follow them." Yeah, but I'm that. still really thinking this over because I yeah. don't—I'm not going to secede authority <laughs> to anything by totally. to default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. I'm on
0: board. I agree. But the reason why I brought any of this up was because if there's an honor code that comes up and it says, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to validate other people's experiences, and then you have someone who looks at the honor code skeptically and then experiences something where they validate another person's experience and they have a negative experience with it, and then they invalidate that honor code, and then they collectively get other people to understand- Give me an example. Are you saying there's a way that
1: an honor code can fail- is that all you're saying? It
0: can get infected and... and sure, that's all the Skeptics corruption. can
1: cause it
3: to fall apart? Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm saying that the reason why, like, the, the idea is that, like, if you... I'm trying to get it to say that the ego being the thing that reinforces what it is that you should be doing by adhering to an honor code, uh-huh. let's say, it's like, that is gonna either either be as good as everyone just validating each other's experience because you're coming from a self place of of understanding the self and the larger concept of society Uh and how it all comes together into a beautiful thing or it's going to become prone to corruption and allow for other things that will just say I'm validated because that honor and you're dumb because you believe in that honor code it's it's a way to create divisiveness that doesn't need to be there So
1: you're saying it's better to lose the ego because it has less ways that it can go wrong? Exactly.
0: Mm.
1: Well, there's no way to lose the ego. I feel like losing the ego also...
0: that's the whole entire well, point of the movie. You can <laughs> know it's with the ego, but. Yeah.
1: I don't think you can ever get rid of it entirely. I think you can see past it. You can't really know unless we've experienced it. I think you can see past it. It does seem unlikely that you could get all the way. I think you could get to the point where it has like almost no effect on your mm-hmm. actual actions, but I do think it's still there. Well, even if there it. is, yeah, like. Completely. That's you know, the, the
3: rare person who can just, like completely disable it and just become one with the universe in terms of their way of thinking, um, uh, that's going to be really rare. And I think we have to base society on the idea that most people are going to have their ego be a huge part of their... But the idea is...
1: I would also say that I don't think that the best thing to go for would be the dissolution of the ego, because I I think that it's going to limit potential also. Okay, even
0: if... Okay, so... There's a lot of things, potential in almost any way. There's, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of things. Not that that's
1: inherently good. I think, but I think a lot
0: of people will want it. I think knowledge about the universe automatically dwindles your ego if you're not looking to use that information for your own gain.
1: Again I mean, with the well, automatic. That's, I mean, automatic well, all I don't again, think there's, anything there's anything automatic? Yeah. I think most people are I said, Well, like, there was a premise thinking, with with that. With yeah, that
0: I, that mean, idea, I guess. I
3: don't think that everyone necessarily has that as their primary motivation. Certainly not. But I think everyone at, at some level is thinking, how can they use the information they're gaining to benefit themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not you, And, and wonder, different people you, are going to make you, that yeah. more or less important on their
1: chart. The benefit is just satisfying your own interests. Yeah.
0: That's the going to get so hard. Okay. So, <laughs> no, it's fine. We want philosophy. Philosophy gets harder the more you talk right. about it. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> I mean, we're getting into more, yeah, more Buddhisty kind of things anyways, but it's the like the relieving of the idea that you need to improve yourself does not stop you from improving. Almost always the idea would be that you are limiting yourself to a certain particular improvement and you're, collapsing your potential to experience things in a way that would be growing to a certain specific thing that may be difficult for you and you may be not paying attention enough to the rest of whatever experience you're having to grow. Are you saying that the
1: disillusionment of the ego is a better way to grow?
0: That's usually, that's what the Buddhists would say
1: course that's what they'd say that doesn't make them right because it
0: makes it logical sense and of course yeah if you want to talk it about it we can, we can talk about it from a psychological standpoint it depends standpoint. on
1: how you're defining everything we
0: can talk about it from a okay, psychological sure. standpoint okay so the idea would be that if you constrain your, yourself to a particular bias which is a certain set of schema that you're going to be going mm-hmm. into an experience with mm-hmm. you will have preset conditions yep. and preset reactions to a circumstance sure. so you won't be learning because you already have those well, you schemas you could still to learn, but you won't be learning what might happen if you try something that's different than the schemas that you've already put in. So, I you're would allowed argue that you would
1: mission. also go if you go into something completely open as opposed to having some sort of schema in place, you also risk missing out on a lot of things because, like, yes, you're getting more experience overall because you're more open to what's happening, mm-hmm. but that may be too much for you to take in mm-hmm. and having schemas in place that, that pare that down, you might actually get more out of the experience. I think it's well, it, it's. I don't necessarily think it's
3: more or less either way. I think what ego brilliant. does is it is it just specializes. It's like saying, exactly. I'm going to gain I'm going to level up this series of traits as much as possible from every interaction totally. you know, yeah. as opposed to I'm going to level up a small amount in everything every time and it's like, well, it just depends what kind of character you want to make. Like, totally.
1: Was Einstein less self-actualized than Buddha, you know?
0: Well, I don't know if necessarily he would have said that he, you know, that the other the, again, it does not stop you from progressing. This kind of way, I would so argue my, that
1: it does. I, I, I would argue that it limits it, and you progress. You may progress in different ways. Mm. You may progress in in the the goal of disillusioning your ego, mm. and that's that's a cool progression, and that's awesome to achieve, I'm sure. Mm. But there's plenty of other ways to progress. Well, and then, I do think that it's difficult to do both. I don't think you can do both as well. I think it's almost like that's its own specialization. And if you choose that specialization, you can't also be the Nobel Prize winning physicist. It's just probably not. No, I mean, I would completely I disagree there, with
3: that. I, I do think there are there are I'm... benefits in terms of ways one can develop the self via focusing on the ego that are unique to that. Like, like I think mm-hmm. someone who's who's focused on disillusioning their ego is not going to be able to progress certain things as well as someone who's doing it in an egoistic way. Not judging either of those things Mm -hmm. or what they are, but I just think they're different. Yeah, I I, I do think that. I mean, I don't think... Yeah, I have a hard time imagining an enlightened person being, like, the best military general of all time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the best conqueror. Like, why would an enlightened person need to conquer anything? Sure. Not to say that conquering things is good. I'm just saying that there are things one can progress via ego that are unique to that.
0: I agree. Yeah, I mean, the entire point of the Bhagavad Gita, at least one of the biggest points of it, this is prior, this is Hinduism versus Buddhism, but they also, like, that's the base where they got their, uh, where the Buddha learned from, um, that it was like the entire point of that was a God-telling a king to, even though he didn't want to have to kill his whole entire family, it was his purpose as a king to do so, to protect his people. So there's definitely, there's examples of Eastern philosophy that tell you that the perfect king puts aside his own personal experience of not wanting to kill your family because you need to be able to protect the people that your position tells you that you need to protect. What's your point? See, I wouldn't disagree so with the idea of, uh, that
3: a, a great king would be one who's not egoistic. Totally, that could yeah. totally
0: be true. Well, that's. But still, again, another kind. But I mean, the be best
3: bad. at everything is one who is without ego.
0: Well, but the, okay, but that's the the position that he was in required him to do that. So, it's the idea would be that the position that you become in, that you come into is the thing that dictates what it is that you would be doing. Ah, so, so you don't need it. If any you're trying to be a good direction.
3: king, it's better for you to to try to relinquish your ego just because that's the best kind of king is one without without ego. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yes. And all I'm saying is if instead you want to be, you know, the best politician or 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 something else that, that needs that ego, mm. then that's better.
0: Well the I don't other knows that was the best. The example, biggest but, thing the biggest thing here right. is that someone is deciding what they want to be right so that in itself is an ego decision right so if that's also something that you guys think are is good then that is again that's just
1: are you trying to make the case that that ego disillusionment is the is a thing that everyone should be trying to do that i I guess i'm losing sight of the of the point you're trying to make here well, because right I, now I'm going basically, down to It seems like Dan here. and I are basically saying that, that ego disillusionment is the right thing if you want to be the best at certain sex of things, but there are other sections of things that you would not want to do that in order to be better at. What
0: I would say is that if we have the... Do you disagree with that premise? <laughs> I'm... I don't know. It's hard. Because <laughs> I think that... It's a hard semantic thing. Like, this is, like, I mean, people study this for a long period of time just to understand what it means to get rid of the ego. Because, sure. like, of course, once you kind of understand what that means, then you can at least walk the path or try to walk the path. And even trying to walk, find the path is the is a hard part, you know? Yeah. But the the difficulty, too, is that, like, I don't think it limits you. In anything other than you gaining power over other things. So if you have a goal of gaining, if you have a goal, really, that's like the, if you have a desire, desire leads to suffering in like one of the four, the four noble truths. So the idea would be that if you have a goal in mind, you will open up the opportunity to disappointment. Yeah, it does yeah. Some, all, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of those negative experiences, which can make you do negative things in general. So sure. it could also make it really but also good. It opens
3: up the possibility of success.
0: Yeah. True, and, but what you normally do on that road to success is you acquire things from other people and now it's yours. So then you also build up quote unquote karma. So you build up what it is that is now now you have all of this karma that is supposed to be everywhere. Right. But you've now created your own little like domain of like, these are my things.
1: I don't I don't know. I feel like that's a very narrow idea of what it means to ascend on the ego hierarchy. I think there are completely parallel or separate ways to ascend that that ladder that don't involve you know taking things from other people you know laterally or or in a zero-sum style well also take it's not
0: always people too okay. but yeah and,
1: and even from the world like you could be Dude, the well, best this is, at we're producing about. things that so you're you're actually a net benefit totally. you know that most, most buddhists, buddhists are really
0: good at producing things
1: sure and and i think a lot of other people that have a shit ton of ego are really great at it too yeah yeah I think I, that, I guess I'm losing sight of what you're trying to argue though. Are you just saying that, that Buddhism is the the way or that, that everyone should disillusion their ego? Mostly
0: I was talking about yeah, why ego would be bad. I don't necessarily think that e- I was also trying to illustrate that there is still a human being doing something when the ego is gone. There's okay. a self there still. There's sure. an individual who is there. That the real and self am,
3: is deeper than the ego. Exactly. And I
0: am explaining why it is there is a separation between ego and self. And
3: I do think, at the very least, questioning one's ego and dabbling in and deciding if that's something you're interested in and getting rid of it and experiencing what it's like to have a disillusion, whether that be through psychedelics or exploring forms of spirituality, um, that kind of thing, is, is really good especially with an ego-focused society. But at the same time, we have to recognize that because ego is so prevalent, especially in the west, we can't just try to think that we're going to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And we need to think of how can we create a society that properly implements it and puts it in a healthy function okay. that benefits
1: everyone. Well, the other I thing, I don't even think it's a bad thing inherently. Yeah. I think that's what it seems like you're trying to argue is that the ego is inherently bad.
0: I would, I would probably argue that, but I, I would also say that it's not necessarily something that you can get rid of. Hmm. I, I think that... It's it would be something that you would try. To, it's like trying to diminish your bad behavior. It's like your bad behavior is always going to be there, but you you try to do, you do your best. Well, it's to like enlightenment. It I think a lot of else. people
4: think enlightenment is like one day you, you just get there you and go. But it's yeah. no. It's a tireless process that you never yeah. get to. You have to continuously be aware of your ego, how it has control in your life, and you might you know have an aha moment and. Th- Think you're awake, but that's just you know one little tiny wall. See, I
3: mean, in my own limited life thus far, I feel like moments of ego disillusion are very rare, and you know m- maybe there are times in my life where I was more focused on you know perceiving things in an egoless way, and certainly like particular moments where I felt like my ego slipped away, but it was always an event rather than. The norm. Right. Totally. And I I feel like Mm -hmm. that's probably how most people experience it. And you know what? I don't even necessarily
0: like now that I think about it, I don't necessarily think that the ego would be something inherently bad because I don't I don't really even like to think of anything as inherently bad. But I think that the ego will take control and it's kinda like the idea would be that like I think the ego is almost one of the most powerful things of staying alive. I'd oh, for sure say that. Well, oh, yeah, are yeah.
4: survivor too. I agree. But cool. it's like your autopilot.
3: It's like, how do you play the games of life? Well, to I, keep living. I would almost say yeah. your
0: autopilot, yeah. you should try to aim towards having less ego wow. and then allowing your ego to come into place when you feel as though you need to strive to stay alive. I don't think if you had complete disillusioned ego that you would
1: even fight back if like a predator tried to attack you yeah, you'd you just be like oh well that's just a way, way of life and, and yeah exactly you know, <laughs> this is part of the cycle <laughs> of everything part and, well, of this universe now i would God. have
0: to i would have to ask if a buddhist would do that i guess sure but i mean it, it's hard to say because if they say well that they what would fight back that doesn't necessarily
1: mean that it's not their ego just rearing up Again. Oh, true. You always. I
0: mean, you always do have to question that. The idea, though, for that is that you understand. I mean, the understanding comes where you would know that that thing you need to behave a certain way towards. So, if there, you know that there's a tiger, you don't go near the tiger. Yeah, tiger. tigers are pretty sneaky. Yeah, but if it comes <laughs> then you don't go, then you don't go in that forest <laughs> ever. Yeah,
1: ever. Okay. You can never hedge against See, all Because pawns. you limit yourself to the same That's a silly way to live. Because now you. Yeah, now what? You your... man, live in a box? Yeah. yeah.
0: What the fuck? Where did going into the forest with the. tiger? over here? What is No, the extension, <laughs> the
2: extension, the oh, extension oh, yeah, of your no whole farm.
3: You may not be to avoid all harm. Exactly. And You want me to do and that? Is just fully and then, yeah, isolate yeah, no.
0: yourself. Exactly. No, it's not. Yes, my it good God, it's in. It. No, we're not in harm's way right now. Well, we we're know, extremely
1: isolated. Yeah. Maybe
0: there's a murderer. Right but there also could be a murderer the To be honest, they are they normally normally do this <laughs> so and and those and. Like those type of enlightened people, they do go and become isolated. You guys are right in that. Look, they- all
3: I know is there were a lot of Buddhists in Tibet when they got invaded by China.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and if you're gonna say,
3: okay, uh, that's course, not a good example. I'm just saying it is. I well, know, but that's what I'm saying. And like, if your if your idea is that you being enlightened means you'll be able to avoid harm. I think that's
0: incorrect. Mm. So what happens when harm like, comes I to you? I, okay, I was, speci- I, was, I was speaking specifically of that kind of like putting yourself and trying your best not to put yourself in harm's way because you understand your environment. Of course. Yeah, that's just being stupid otherwise. Literally but, people do that all so the, the time. So the whole thing yeah, with it,
1: the Buddha is he was trying it. to end
4: suffering for fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted people to be happier. Right. Yeah. So the thing of humanity is, is that our goal? And if that is our goal, then yeah it doesn't matter if we advance to the, whatever the next weapon yeah. or the next tech is, so the whole uh, like Tibet tree is right. so tasty and all <laughs> the other, that's how, like, yeah, it seems like that is always going to dominate anyone that's going off on the side and just looking for self-fulfillment. So yeah, the right. people
3: that leave the game will often be overtaken by those who when are playing most ruthlessly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so you see the Native Americans, you see Tibetans, yeah. you know, anyone that's tried yeah. to get out of
1: the game has always know, been dominated. Native Americans are a good example. They weren't exactly pacific. No, they certainly played the game. Yeah. They, they were just waiting. I, mean, the they definitely had, I,
3: I would say they were more focused on, like, balance than than you know, certainly nature. European. But they, right. It's but not they the same still... as an enlightenment-focused society. It's just they were more balanced, whereas we're on the other end of the spectrum, whereas Buddhists are on that end of the spectrum. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I mean, human human society by default is hunter-gatherer psychology. That is like neutral zone, balanced, like the norm. Yeah, And then we are a specialized civilization... More it goes back, back to ego. Me. And it's, I, what ego. is it that we want to achieve in our
4: life in our, with with our species? So I mean, if it is like egoless, you know, end of suffering, but then it also gets rid but of the suffering is also the end
3: of desire and Yep. yep, yeah. Who's to
4: say it's not a better way It's not. It's not getting rid of the
0: enjoyment. My God. The desire is the thing that you wish to acquire See, that you don't have.
3: I, I don't think you could ever create a society that manufactures enlightenment. I think enlightenment will always be something that is reached by a minority of people and that you have to go through all of the paces of the ego to reach it in the first place. You can't start there at default. Oh, yeah. It's like you have to go through that. The, well, I all, think some people... You have to follow it honestly all the way through... And
0: want to follow it honestly all the way through, and then you get through it. Well, that's why again, that's why I would be advocating for it right now, Mm. because people have to want it first. But the idea too is that that's yourself or your ego is
1: advocating. Uh,
3: There's also that's that's (laughs) part of the realization is you go because you want
1: my wanting it is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you're like,
4: well, fuck that. (laughs) I don't want it anymore, yeah. but now you don't don't want
1: it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think well, I, uh, want I dropped out <laughs> because I realized I couldn't want to get enlightened without <laughs> failing to be enlightened. I mean, I do think we
3: can draw wisdom from the lessons brought from people who have abandoned their ego into society. I agree. Yeah. So things like the idea of that everything is interconnected and that you know, be, the, the, the idea of the self is ultimately illusionary and all of these things can, can balance our society in, I think, a really healthy way. And a lot of the problems we're facing right now comes from that unbalanced way of seeing things. The, the idea we have that we can, you know, take and, you know, exploit the environment and it's not going to come back to hurt us comes from that idea of complete separation from it that we're not connected to the biosphere and all these things and that falsehood is going to harm us in the long run and so even if we're not trying to become an enlightened society we can still learn things from enlightened ways of thinking totally, I agree so I mean I think that's
0: huge for sure whoops (laughs) totally that would be like, yeah my my biggest thing too
4: I mean, I think it's always a balancing act. I agree. Yeah, I think even if we go, it seems like we are going towards an egotistic society, but we always have to. No, we're
3: going that way.
4: <laughs> well, we've been going, going that we're way.
3: On <laughs> <laughs> our way to that,
4: but yeah, as, as long, long as we can
3: always keep
4: uh, analyzing, yeah, how our ego has control in our life, and then yeah, making sure that.
3: Yeah.
0: It's going towards yeah. the goals we want. I mean, if we can tamper our
3: egoism with with enlightenment thinking, that'd be great. That would be great. It'd be yeah. super duper.
1: And it'd be nice if we could direct our egoism towards something more enlightened. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would. That'd be nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's ironic. I just... It's so ironic to me how much capitalism rhetorically... Talks up the ego, and then yet yeah, the vast majority of citizens become mindless drones in some authoritarian institution. <laughs> it's like.
0: Dude, that's because usually the ego is really good at short term benefit analysis. Yeah.
3: And then, yet yeah, me over well, here, the radical leftist, I'm a collectivist, even though I want every individual to be fully <laughs> actualized in a democratic You're such society. A fucking communist. Yeah. <laughs>
1: move to China. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what they have. China. They're super enlightened. Too. <laughs>
3: super democratic over there. Yeah, they have elections and everything. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Jesus. Ah! Oh, boy. Ugh. It's so ironic how those things... I don't know. Just, like, inner laugh. It's like... The idea that you know, because we have these really concentrated forms of power in the society, where you have these titans of industry that have control over all this stuff, you know, that's seen as, like, the height of individualism. But in order to get it, they had to exert collective oppression over masses of people beneath them. Well, and then it's like that same system is what you see over in China, just in a different form. You know, totally.
1: to different extents <clears throat> in different ways, but it's yeah, it's just, it's I weird. would say that the collective oppression thing is maybe a little of a, a stretch because what would those people be doing without the great corporation? You know, we have to look at the counterfactual. Maybe that corporation existing wasn't actually oppression because what the individual gets to do now because of that opportunity is more than they would have done otherwise. You know what I mean? I think in some cases. We have to just, admit that not everybody is capable of greatness, right? And yeah. so there's going to be people that are just better at certain things and it's good to have them doing those things. And sometimes them doing those things right. brings everybody up with them, right? Right.
3: Although I think
1: society as it currently exists has
3: deteriorated to a point where that's not generally the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's gotten to a perverse point where it's not making as much sense anymore. Yeah. But I, I think it, it would be very wrong of us to to correct to overcorrect. I think we need to leave in place enough of that. I agree because with that. otherwise we just won't have anyone. Well, and that's either.
3: why you know my views have gotten tempered to where I still have a, a market focused right. form of socialism. You know, there are those who still believe in you know needing a command economy or you know a more Soviet kind of thing. Yeah, you know, a planned economy. I don't, I don't feel that way. I think, I think it'll, it'll be there. easier to plan vital aspects of the economy with AI. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. But I never believe in giving that kind of power to humans or their institutions.
1: Yeah, yeah it's tough it's tough to keep it out of those hands because the AI is like who controls the AI you know yeah, yeah. Um, but hopefully it'll be able to figure it out yeah that'd be great we'll have a good enough one that'd that be great just kind of tells us the right thing to do oh the AI will be morally yeah. just too. yeah <laughs> somehow he or she we just just have to decide <laughs> what morals are and then just tell it well no it will decide and it will tell, tell us that's right Ooh. yeah and
4: it will kill us if we don't follow great Bring it oh. home. <laughs> 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 ruh Maybe Hopefully that's just a, a
0: nice euthanization, you know, in our sleep. Yeah, or I mean, it'll kittens-y. be
4: humane, guys.
0: Come on. Yeah. Maybe the AI can yeah, The AI will
1: be humane. <laughs> <laughs> it'll level it so that there's less suffering and there's less
0: flourishing. It'll just. we well, everyone. There's no suffering. Overall, <laughs>
1: happiness will increase. Think about for it. everyone.
0: Think about it. <laughs> it's just, we also, yeah, I mean, talking about human species as a whole is difficult when it comes to this kind of stuff, because there's going to sure. be infighting if we talk about, like, evolutionary pressures. There's infighting about vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I... <laughs> we not
1: can't, We can't not fight about anything yeah. these days. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
3: But I do think... I mean obviously while that as a as an actual issue makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I do understand kind of just a general collapse of faith in institutions that exist right now. And yeah. and and like a belief that everything, you know, that that science is owned by corporate power and that kind of thing. Like I yeah. I, I feel like those are the people that didn't really look at evidence all the way and think it all the way through. But that feeling existing, I get.
1: I mean, I, I understand that feeling too, but I also think it's uh, a little, maybe idealistic is the right word. When When you look at it in perspective, I think it's much easier to say, okay, it's doing pretty well yeah. overall. I mean, yeah, we're ruining the planet and that sucks, right? And it's going to fuck us over in a big way. But in a lot of ways, we're still winning the game of culture, you know, we're still winning the game of, of moving forward from our mistakes, right. Overall, it is getting better. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind and not, not, you know, not lose complete faith. Basically. I think there are some things that work pretty well and there's some things that are on the right track and we're doing a better job over time, you know? I think that
0: is important.
1: Yeah. Don't throw that baby out with that fat. I one. agree. <laughs> I agree, but I also I, I think it's important
3: to there. to recognize that one can still think we need massive radical changes to certain things without thinking we need to burn everything to the ground. I
0: would hundred percent. Those agree are change, yeah, you know for
3: sure. Revolutionaries aren't the same thing as anarchists. <laughs> I would. Yes. You know.
0: I would mostly agree, but... They now,
4: overlap! <laughs> they
2: overlap! They now often it have overlap. Sketch.
0: <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I mean, it's hard to conceive of any time in the past where we wouldn't have felt just as, just as much, though. So, you know,
0: almost... There's a few. It has influence. Maybe but.
3: we're in a revolutionary period.
0: Yeah, there's Just, been many of them. Totally. I think if we become wiser, which is you know here or there, I don't I have no fucking idea if we're gonna do that. We're supposed to be the wise race, you know, we're <laughs> the wise sapiens. Um, double wise. wise the wise the wise wise ape <laughs> is what <laughs> it is. That's Homo sapien? Yeah, wise squared. Um. <laughs> but I think we will I well I hope double to wise become more wise over time oh, yeah. and even all... triple wise Ooh. now we're home we wise. gotta level up <laughs> <laughs> there won't be the need for as many revolutions because people will become complete like consistently vigilant <laughs> I know right isn't that a nice that's little, clever that's a nice little thing
1: you always have so such smart, wonderful fantasy I know I, I really nice. wish that I could share them with you <laughs> it's nice. I just want to pop in there for a little bit you know? dude it's <laughs> you,
0: you get, get everything it. else that comes along with it oh, See? Well.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to wait for that yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's so funny because it's like if you look at the the desire for humans to liberate themselves within the context of civilization in history it's like every frontier you finally overcome you realize there was another one beyond it and you know Sure. I think right now I can go, the big thing we never actually got was, you know, have getting rid of that, you know, authoritarian hierarchical structure Mm -hmm. as the foundation of society. And sure, I can say that will be one of the biggest steps we've made in civilization to achieve that. But... We, I have no fucking idea what the next fucking is gonna be yeah. maybe it'll turn out the market even with democratic cooperatives has its own insurmountable problems that people
1: agitate and, and need to overcome eventually yeah. or it's like oh we fucked up and we don't understand physics well enough and we're gonna die you know like we should have we spent more science points uh, damn yeah. it <laughs> and I
3: think that but that's... all you can do is take the next step to, mm. to overcome the next barrier totally, and, and to keep going you know what were the people before me trying to achieve Achieve, what did the changes they make achieve, and what's left? And to take that next step, exactly. and to be okay with the fact that you're never going to get the shining city on the hill. Right, it's just a matter and, of moving forward. And would you even want it? No. Like if there's nothing that we had to achieve, it like, isn't
1: perfect. You know, like trying to see gates of
3: heaven. Like what are you so talking boring. about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's uh, funny. Yeah,
4: just keep moving forward.
1: Are we play safe
2: at all? Let's, Let's do it. it
3: too. Let's okay. kill it. <laughs> My guys,
1: we're going to play video
2: games. Woo! We're <laughs> off
1: the mic! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to end it every time with that.
2: We're <laughs> We're. <laughs>